0: My name is Ultimate DJs. You're listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast with a very special treat for you here today, everybody. Very special indeed. For the second time ever. I remember, Bubba, when we got to say for the first time ever, and now we get to say it again for the second time ever. A member of Scopely's game design team will be live on our stage to talk to us about this month's new loop it is indeed the bork solo armada loop and we're going to get some answers on what his thought process was the design intent timing mechanics all of it we're going to talk about all of those things here today welcome in to one and all from all across the world into the talking Trek server sound off you guys go ahead and hit it and let's see who is hanging out with us here today noon whistle kicks us off and says happy birthday djs from server 29 thank you so very much mighty Croc! happy belated 40th from server 8 you guys don't have to keep rubbing that in like it's 40 it ain't it ain't no big deal it was actually a day that i I wouldn't mind forgetting to be perfectly frank except for game night Game time last night was a lot of fun. Jerry Ryan on 146, thank you very much. Killer Ab on 145. Uh, Iron Chef on server 14. Tash on European 168. Soares on 157, thank you so much. Sandra on European 142. Lots of European server players in here today. Welcome in, appreciate all of you. Uh, Crazy on server 24. Bad Boy on 13. Johnny 5 on server 44. Tabby Moza on server 20. Primal on server 54, thank you. Vic on server 40. Galvanox on server 58. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Veritas on 43. Doug on 47. Jim from the uh, flagship broadcast server, server 15. Thank you very much. Notorious on 184. GT Bob on 156. Walker on server 42, Kirko on European 145, and US 57. Double-dosing it right there. Uh, Primal on server 54, uh, Bad Boy on 13, I Beglin on server 32, Blazed on server 31, D-Agent on 14. Who else we got? Creepy Kitty on server 37, doll on 21, and Benny Hill's Ghost on 42. Many, many more uh, messages in our Talking trek server sound off. Uh, although, Bubba, early in the day, especially... I mean, it's it's still morning time out west, right? Uh, a little after ten thirty in the morning on the Pacific Coast, so uh, listener count may be a struggle today. But I hope that everybody gets a chance to listen back on playback on iTunes, Google, uh, Amazon, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Pandora, and many many others where you can listen wherever. You download your favorite podcast. Thank you guys so very much. 96 additional messages in the Talking Trek server sound off and 279 human bodies cramming our live studio audience here today, as are a few special guests. Uh, Coming up here in about 11 minutes, we will have um, Scopely Game Design's Mr. Tiger on our stage here today. Plus, President Atko will be along for the ride, and I do believe hiding out in the audience uh, Vice President Madam Beck-Likes Plants is here as well. We've got a full, full room, everybody. Uh, Bubba Joe, going be, to be a crazy day, right? I'm kind of excited about it um, just because of the amount of star power that we've got here and, uh, and some of the information that we might finally get that really kind of puts everything into perspective. That's what I'm hoping for anyway, Bubba. Let me ask you real quick before we jump into our stupid news because we've only got about nine minutes, and by the way, I prepared something phenomenal for you today. I mean, just... Oh, excellent. Oh, phenomenal. I, I had extra time. I got up early this morning to prep the show. Like, I'm feeling really daggone good. I'm feeling good today. I've had, like, two weed drinks. Mm. I am a happy kitty today. I'm working on the third one. Bubba, what do you hope for out of today? Just to summarize, 60 seconds or less, we've got Game Design here to talk to us primarily about his intent. Now, I do plan on um, having a discussion with him, Bubba, about maybe some of the things that that have aligned with his intent or some of the things that may not have aligned with his intent. But as we step into this, I think an understanding of what he wanted it to be is going to provide a lot of us perspective on what we expected it to be. Now, that may not change how you feel about it. It may not change that you feel it's good or feel it's bad or, or feel that it missed the mark or this or that. Your opinion can still be your own, but I think it will provide us an invaluable perspective to hear what he wanted it to be. What are you looking for here today?
1: So what I'm really hoping for is because there are some differences between the, uh, Dominion loop and the Borg loop. And I'd like to hear some of the thoughts into what drove some of those differences. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm hoping to get a little bit of insight into into that and and some of them are good some of them not so good so you know is this something that they're willing to kind of iterate on to uh, try and improve things like the warp range and how they can fix how they can adjust that or if they're thinking about adjusting that and then the other side of that is you know loot is loot better is it worse and and listening to some of the adjustments that they've made and 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 getting the intent I, I'm really looking forward to that
0: the the intent is going to really lay the roadmap for how I believe we interpret the rest of this. Like, did they want it to be better or slower or faster? Or, you know, did they want segregation of targets? I think a lot of that is going to be really, really key to kind of hear what he wanted it to be as compared to what maybe it ended up being. Uh, we had a, a, a spirited, <laughs> uh, highly emotional debate last night on, on was Bajoran actually what they wanted? I don't think it is. And, and I plan on asking him about that as well. So we are going to do all of that coming up here in about the next six, seven minutes. In the meantime, Bubba Joe, I've got a couple of news stories here that I just need to slam through for you because they're too good to let go, right? Bubba, are you ready? After you came off your amazing stupid news last week, I felt no other recourse other than to up, uh, other than to up the game, right? I mean... Okay. Like- I, I had to do it, ladies and gentlemen, live from all across the world. It is time for your talking trick stupid news headlines. Let's hit it. Stupid news. News.
2: News. News. News.
0: News. Yeah, we got news no- for you, Miley Cyrus fans out there. No- yep, hello. How many are you? How many of you are there? Miley Cyrus fans think her new single, Flowers. Features several references, Bubba Joe, to her high-profile relationship with ex-husband Liam Hemsworth. I personally am having a really hard time believing it. I'm sorry. I can't really get behind it. It's amazing to me that people are still listening to Miley's music. All right. References aside, rumors that flowers you references, that back. <laughs> references uh, or rumors rather that the flowers references uh, the relationship that began swirling when Cyrus announced its January thirteenth release date, which also happened to be uh, the Hunger Games actor's thirty third birthday. But, Baba Joe, it was also Friday the thirteenth, so it could have been about a serial killer. We don't know. Right. <laughs> Possibly, she could have been honoring one of two different people. Could have been wandering one or two different people. Kanye West lawyers are incredibly frustrated. As a matter of fact, that is where Trader is today. Very frustrated trying to get in contact with Kanye that they're planning on taking newspaper ads out, Bubba Joe, to officially tell him that they are severing the relationship and no longer representing him. They are going to take out a newspaper ad just to communicate with him. But see, here's the problem. If they take out an ad in the New York Times, no one's going to see it. It's going to be... No one... No who Who... Nobody's going to know. The firm says they've suffered a complete breakdown in communication with Kanye, who has repeatedly ghosted them, and even, Bubba, deactivated the number, the phone number previously used to contact him. I mean, come on. How can Kanye phone home if he disconnected his number? It's not a thing. He's done. He's stuck. Uh, In other Hollywood news, Justin Bieber... all about making fun of celebs today. Justin Bieber recently snapped at a party, taking his shirt off. So obviously a truly rare thing happened. People at a party, Bubba Joe, threw up from something other than alcohol. (laughs) Oh, I wish I was that fit. A Virginia family. Bubba Joe is splitting a $1 million lottery jackpot after a New Year's millionaire raffle ticket purchased as a stocking stuffer turned out to be a $1 million winner. Two of the sisters splitting the winnings are actually in college studying uh, nursing, Bubba Joe. So needless to say, they're super excited about their winnings. This should help, they say, cover the cost of at least one or two textbooks. So they're they're happy about that. Uh, over in Australia, checking out our international news, a deadly venomous snake in Australia was found hiding inside a printer paper drawer. Inside a printer, Bubba Joe. When it was discovered, the office worker yelled out, Oh, sheet. It's a sheet of paper. Come on, Bubba. (laughs) Come on. All right, Bubba. The textbook one was funny. Bubba Bubba will like the sporting news, all right? LeBron James. Oh. LeBron James became the second player in NBA history to score 38,000 career points this past week, Bubba Joe. Truly a a pretty significant feat, really, to be honest. Uh, But he doesn't have to worry about the other record that he holds. He will always be uh, first place with 38,000 career flops. Uh, you don't have to, don't have to worry about that. The Lakers currently sit in 13th place in the Western Conference, and some speculate that the team is actually fading faster than LeBron's hairline. There you go, Bubba. Come on, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's good, right?
0: All right. How about a foosball joke? Buccaneers season. Okay. The Buccaneers season uh, is in the books. The 22 uh, campaign is over, and now conversations regarding the invariable conversation. Tom Brady's future will begin to reemerge as one of the hottest topics all around the National Football League. Lots of people do think he's gonna return though, Bubba. When asked about retirement, Brady had this to say. He said the topic was the furthest thing from my mind, which is shocking. (laughs) I apologize in advance. Which is shocking, Bubba, because people thought the furthest thing from his mind was his family. Boom, oh, oh, the zinger at the end. The zinger! Bubba, come on. That was the, the best. You know, based, that was the best of the day. Come on. The,
1: based on how that game played out, I think the furthest <laughs> thing from his mind would have been his receivers.
0: Oh, man.
3: <laughs> Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo,
0: hoo. That was a good one. Van Hagen loved that one. Thank you for the all caps. Ha 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 uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast where we lay out every single uh, show at the very beginning with with my uh, need to satisfy the delivery of stupid dad jokes. Uh, we get it all out of the way at the beginning, Bubba Joe, so that we can continue on with the show and our serious business uh, as we progress throughout the day. As a matter of fact, we are less than 120 wait. seconds away. Go ahead. We're going
1: to be serious today? I should
0: leave. <laughs> yes, you should. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, Bubba, listen, you, you are the most serious person I know. You're serious even when you're trying to be funny. Like, wait, wait. <laughs> you're, you're just like all business whole business all the time. You've got things to say, and we are going to have a chance to say some of those today. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to take this opportunity to welcome to the stage uh, one person who really needs no introduction, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome our moderator for this afternoon. Uh, President Echo is here on the stage, everybody. Uh, How about a round of applause for President Echo? Yeah. I've been really Mm. it uh, never gets old. What's up, baby boy? old DJ. What are you doing, man? Also,
4: happy birthday, by the way.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. I got your text message. Sure. It was very late last night um, when I got your text, but I was actually online on stream. I was on Twitch trying to fight with all the things that were going wrong. It was, Echo, yesterday was the most chaotic day. Like If I could redo my birthday on a day of my choice, it would not have been yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can, what about? can can I do that? Echo like is that a thing? Can I like strike the day from the record and and reschedule? Can I reschedule? I was feeling sick yesterday. I wasn't able to make the appointment. Can I, suppose, I uh, can I reschedule my birthday?
4: As a content creator, absolutely, you're allowed to.
0: Okay, I'm just checking. Bubba do you think that that would be acceptable? Can we can we try again? Galvanock says everybody gets a mulligan. I kind of feel like I'd, I'd like to do that. My birthday is a
1: whole You get a mulligan, but there's a penalty, right? So <laughs> if, if it was your 40th birthday yesterday, you can get a mulligan, but it's your
0: 41st. No, no. See, that wouldn't be doing it over. That would be just skipping a year, which might be even more disastrous. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. All right. That was yesterday was rough. I mean, yesterday was just terrible, terrible, Echo. Uh, but I, uh, I am uh, grateful to have you here today. And I'm glad I got to be honest with you, Echo. I'm kind of glad we didn't try to do this yesterday because it would have been a very different kind of conversation. First of all, the computer and the Internet and, the, and all this stuff. Uh, Don Zeno says it's okay. They call it a birthday week for a reason. I like it. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. It, it's birthday week. All, week. all right, we'll do that. Uh, so we'll, we'll reschedule the, uh, the birthday celebrations, the shenanigans uh, for a little bit later time. We can't do it today, Baba Joe. Today's all business. Because ladies and gentlemen, just popping on the stage only seconds ago, our VIP guest of the day, ladies and gentlemen, live from Scopely's Game Design, you know him, you love him, his name is Mr. Tiger. Welcome into the stage. Hello, hello. Thanks welcome, for having me. Welcome back, man. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank let, you. Me, let me just start by saying, on, man, really, really appreciate you being willing to come back. Thank you. We... We were talking, I guess, here about a week, a uh, week and a half ago, right at the start of the arc, about whether or not, you know, we would have the opportunity to to bring you back in and, and talk about some things. And and uh, much to my surprise and delight, you were like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And, you know, Echo, I got to say, that's kind of a thing that that doesn't happen frequently. So I'm, I'm really pleased. We've got a repeat guest from Game Design, which means, Mr. Tiger, we must have, have been uh, courteous and polite to you last time must've been a good thing.
2: Oh, no, definitely not. And not at all. <laughs> oh, I left. Doing... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Well, we appreciate... uh, no, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I think I want to do more stuff like this, you know, because right, where, we where learn and we don't always agree with everything, right? You sure. guys don't agree with everything we'll say and will will always be, uh, we won't always be in alignment, but we can learn from each other. And even when we agree to disagree on something, Something cool and shiny and interesting could come out of it that we'll use in the future. And those are the cool moments that I really look forward to. Because a lot of the time, like, we're talking about something that's done, right? It's hard to go back and change things unless there's major issues. But we can always take what we learn and carry forward. And, like, that's so meaningful,
0: right? Well, I think it is. As a matter of fact, why don't we start on that topic? Because uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time or don't know or are not familiar with the the entity of Mr. Tiger, he was... Uh, the designer of this Borg loop. Now, this month, uh, Mr. Tiger, we had kind of two features, if you will, that kind of developed or kind of introduced themselves this month. We had Fleet Commanders, and then we had the Borg Solo Armada loop. Now, as far as your design piece, like what you were concentrating on, had nothing to do with Fleet Commanders, right? Like, tell us the scope of what you were responsible for deploying this month. So... Not thinking that
2: we we try not to develop anything in silos just for context. So it's not like I was completely disconnected from fleet commanders. However, um, the extent of my work there was just some synergy to make sure that these things could these features could work together, right? So we have the content side, which is the Borg solar modders, and we have the feature side, which is the fleet commanders, the the brand new shiny thing. So we worked with the designers on both sides just to make sure it came together. But specifically, what I was looking at this month is, expanding the Borg. What does it mean to expand the Borg? And we're going to talk about grind times and stuff. I know this is going to come up. But the 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 core deliverable on my end was, what does an expansion look like? And then also, I just want to say this to get everyone thinking. What's the name of this arc? If you look at the name of this arc, a key part of it is part one, OK? Mm-hmm. So as we're talking, this is part one.
4: I've There's been trying time. to tell them that it's part one for weeks now, Mr. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well no okay, fair, fair you so, know well,
0: what was go, go ahead no, well, go ahead I, I was gonna I was going kind of jokingly prod at that because it is part one. we do I, I think all of us acknowledge that there can be more, but if I could borrow a phrase from you, Mr. Tiger, during our our last time that we spent together there they certainly like you guys are are looking for opportunities to improve the game and at any change that you guys make you're looking for an opportunity to improve the game and it doesn't typically or or maybe it does. I don't know, Bubba. You could probably weigh in for a second here, but but sometimes it does feel like when something comes out it's like intentionally like released with like one arm tied behind your back, right? Like like Meridian was a real good example of how something that came out and really, you know, had a distinct benefit but really had a, a distinct sacrifice at the same time, which I kind of feel like we're we're looking at here within the Borg Refinery. And later things came out that made it better. But we as a community of players, we kind of have to wonder sometimes why make something less than spectacular up front only for it to be made better later. It, can you just broadly generally explain maybe why something would be released that that may not have that super bright and shiny look right up front is. is yeah. It...
2: So that, that, that's a great question. And like, that's a tough question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't try to release anything subpar. So if something feels some subpar, right? It's not like we tried to do that. Like, I think the, 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 the mindset the the thinking that scope leave releases something um, that's subpar and we'll fix it later um maybe that's how it, it, it is seen and maybe that's how it actually is when it comes out but that's never our intention because the problem is if something is um if something's too quick if something's released and there's not enough um, gameplay there's not enough enjoyment like let's say Borg solar Armadas uh came out right and they're just too easy there's no challenge there and they're quickly gonna die because they're not fun anytime something is released and it doesn't have fun and progression behind it it's it's very damaging and it's hard to go back and try to say, hey, remember that thing we built a couple months ago? Come back and try it again, because people already kind of gave up on it. So oftentimes we try to release something in a safe way. So maybe sometimes it's a little bit harder to achieve than we would have liked, but at least now we can work with that because in the future we can introduce efficiencies. People are still, they want to push through it. They see the gameplay there, but it's a little bit challenging. So if we go the other way, a feature can die really quick. We want to just make sure our features have longevity and are fun. So when they're not, this is a great time to have dialogue because we can do things to, to boost effic- efficiency of these, these things in the future, right? So that's generally why you'll see our philosophy being things are harder to do rather than easier to do at launch.
0: I want to kind of tie that back to <clears throat> what you had said a moment ago about having these types of conversations and being able to reiterate on things in the future. And I do want to take a second to recognize a couple of really solid positives. All right, we'll, we'll get this out of the way because I do have some tougher questions for you. But one thing that I noticed, and I did mention to you in chat, was being the designer also of the Bajoran faction probably gave you like a unique perspective on coming at the Borg Solo Armadas because there are some similarities uh, in the loop and some similarities in the mechanics and similarities in the, in the Solo Armada targets but enough differences that, that maybe it does to some people feel different and to others maybe not. But one of the positives that I have observed, and I know Karkin has observed it, and you and I talked about it both when Bajoran first came out and then here again a week ago, was the acquisition of rare directives for the sub-40 players. While we're talking about a couple of good things, can you tell me about the mindset? Because you, I asked you, and you said this was intentional, this was – a change that I wanted to make based on some of the stuff we had talked about last time. Can you tell me a little bit about that decision?
2: Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's invisible sometimes looking in um, like when you play the game and you, you do you see us build something like um, the Bajoran solar modas and then Borg solar modders. Why can't they be the same? Well, not everything has the same amount of capacity dedicated to it. So it's, it's hard to, hard to make things one-to-one. But when it comes to iteration, one of the things that was great about this um, Bajoran and Borg crossover with Solar Modus is I did have the pleasure of working on both. And I did have the pleasure of coming on this call and also talking, not even on just this public call, but to several people um, across different discords, to several, several content creators getting feedback and just looking at what people were saying. I like to, to monitor what people were saying. And originally with the Bajoran, we kept out those directives because we thought, Maybe we're giving players too much, too quick, right? Because the the, the the targets were balanced for higher level players, and we didn't want low level players who could not even defeat those targets getting directives for something that they just they weren't ready to participate in. That was the original thinking of Bajorn. However, the feedback was, well, we want to do it anyway. You know, let us save up, let us try it, we, it's fun. And I thought, well, you know what, it's fun, why not? So when we came to um, our second take, again, I want to start with the context of not everything's one-to-one. There were some things that had to change. For example, you'll notice there are less targets. There are less Borg targets. Um, there is just there's differences in terms of like how things are tuned and like what you want to use in these things because we just have different capacity and different constraints with each release. But one of the things we could carry forward was some of those smaller, low-hanging fruit bits of feedback. Which one of those was? We want directives. So now there's directives and you can save those directives and still it might be challenging for you if you're a lower level trying to punch up, it will be challenging, maybe even impossible, but you're still planning ahead and getting a little bit of a drip of this resource for when you will use it. And uh, that's just one thing that we were able to check off, which was awesome. But again, I want to say, we don't always have that opportunity. Every build is a little bit different. This time we were blessed in that we did. And I hope to do more stuff like that. So again, the, f- the feedback we're going to talk about today. The notes we're gonna gather today, these will feed into something you see in the future. It always does. And sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Sometimes it's slower than other times, but it will happen over time. If it is feedback that we think is articulated well, and makes sense. And that was one of those things last time. It was great feedback. It was articulated well. We saw a clear reason that, okay, people felt like they wanted to just participate more and enjoy this fun new mechanic. Let's do it. So that's the kind of feedback we wanna get well-articulated and explained so that we as designers can also understand not just a complaint, but where it's coming from, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I think that it was a positive change, giving the 35 through 39 the opportunity at the rare directive so that they could start to kind of tinker with uh, the punch-up mechanic or trying to take out those those early-stage rare targets. Um, and, and then, of course, that kind of leads me back to – that same mentality, right? Like giving players an opportunity to kind of tinker with it, even if they weren't necessarily meant to yet. And uh, Mr. President, we did talk to you about this uh, briefly the other day on the stage, which was the introduction of the bundle for the six uncommon directives as compared to the 100 uncommon directives. Now that one does feel, Mr. Tiger, just a little bit different. Obviously, the, the intent there, I suppose, was to like you just said, kind of get players excited, start stockpiling some of those so that they'll have an opportunity to to be hit able to hit the ground running when time goes on. but um, can you explain the mindset as to why maybe they didn't didn't have the opportunity to get the same one hundred directives? like do you think that that would fast track their progression too much when they do actually get to the point where they can redeem those chests, or what was the thought process behind the six directives
2: yeah, so it was pretty much that. We don't want to flood too much of something into the game. Um, also, the point where you're getting the six directive chest is the point where you're still actively upgrading your Vidar. Right? So we don't want players to split their focus when they don't need to. Um, your focus should be spending your... Because you'll notice, I, I think the bundles for the six directives also cost less They uh, charge They do. Less they do. right? Yes. So you're paying less and you're getting a smaller amount. So you're really incentivized to upgrade your Vidar. So it shows you, that, hey, listen, there's something to come. There's not this invisible bundle that's just going to one day appear and you have no warning. There's something here, but it shows you that it's based on your vadar. So, you know, okay, my task right now is to upgrade my vidar to improve this bundle. So it's kind of a, uh, a breadcrumb leading the players to where we want them to go eventually. So six directives is just us saying, hey, you can do uh, an Armada every 16 days. You're not actually planned and we're not actually thinking you're going to do that Armada every 16 days. It's more of a, here's something that you can build towards. Start doing that uh, rather than oh you hit a certain threshold boom here's a whole bunch of stuff you never saw coming
0: which is also kind of preventing like somebody coming into this with with um, a tier nine divar tier nine Vidar, and then you know hitting that thirty five mark and not having ten thousand directives to to go out and, and dominate an event or or build up a bunch of loot and, and so like you say not flooding a player's account with currency that might give them some kind of Um, outside of the design participation when they do finally get around to it?
2: Yeah, we want it to be meaningful, right? If you're stacking something up and then suddenly you do just a whole bunch of it over and over, you you kind of burn out. It's better when these things are meaningful. You get to that target. You're like, okay, cool. I actually want to do this right now because I just, I saved up for this. So that was another one of the reasons, right? Not flooding things, not having like unfair uh, advantages and events and stuff is part of it, but also just making the fun paced out, right? We have to try to pace the fun a little bit. And I think it's easy to think, oh, if I could just do this more, or if I had a huge stockpile, it would be more enjoyable. But I actually don't think that's true. There's something that's very enjoyable about pacing it out in a meaningful way so that each fight feels great. Like, okay, cool. I'm looking forward to this moment rather than, oh, okay, I have to go through a huge
0: stack now. Let's catch up. And you're playing this whole gu- – it's basically more grind at that point. Crazy enough. I mean, that, that's that's how a lot of us feel about Borg sales, right? Let's make that transition, Mr. Tiger, because this was something we talked about. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You know, people came into this arc with, with- – we saw it in the chat. You guys, go ahead, throw it up in the chat if you still have some. I, don't, I know probably many of you have started to use some, but if if you still have those screenshots pre-arc where there were players with twenty cells, twenty-five cells, thirty cells, that means Mr. Tiger they can't get them more from the refinery. That just means that every single time Scopely was granting them some for an event or something like that, that was an indication then that that player may not have been engaging at all. They were just taking the gifts. They were never using their cells because otherwise you're really supposed to have a maximum of eight, but the only way you get more is from gift chests. And if you're not using them, they continue to accumulate. So let's talk about the board loop in general. The, the thought process on bringing it back, which in my opinion was necessary, right? Long overdue, incredibly long overdue, maybe so far overdue that, that it wasn't... Do you think, Mr. Tiger, that you guys missed the mark or, or missed the window of opportunity in having players welcome Borg back with open arms, because my, my general feeling is that players are actually looking at this now as a quote-unquote new grind, right? Like, this isn't something that they were doing before that now gives them more value. This is something that a lot of people were done with. Not everybody, obviously, which is a different problem. I'll, I'll ask you about in a moment. But for a lot of people, they were kind of done with this. So these hostels are now kind of a, a new grind. And now we're looking at kind of the third seasonal arc in a row with a new hostel and a new daily objective and a new grind every single day. What, how long is it appropriate to go between rehashes of content? Because surely it can't be three years. Was that too long in your opinion? Um, I think
2: I, – I don't think so. So I, I think it's about how, right? If you wait three years and do something amazing, awesome. Now, ideally in a perfect world, you don't wait three years, right, for any kind of expansion. But, like, just the, the nature of game development, we don't always get to do exactly what we want. There's a lot of, like, cool other things we added, right? It's not like we, we didn't do anything. There's other content that filled it. So I think that's the first thing. Um, but also, I think it's about how how we expand, right? So if this if this new expansion came out and it was entirely focused on new, cool, shiny things, right? There there was no return to grind. There was none of this at all. I think the reception would probably be a lot different and it almost wouldn't matter, um, how long it had been. So I, I don't think the time is actually really where the sentiment comes from personally. That's my personal view. Um, when it comes to the grind, I think it was a bit of an oversight on my part, to be honest, because when I built this loop, I would say a little bit of an oversight, obviously, whenever there's new content released and a new feature, we're not just going to say, here's a whole bunch of stuff. That just Now it's on your account. You don't do anything, right? Part of the, the joy of playing a game is new content comes out. And therefore, I participate. I participate in acquiring this content, right? So I'm talking about Fleet Commanders. Fleet Commanders came out. We don't want to say, here's a whole bunch of free claims. Enjoy your Fleet Commanders. Do nothing, right? We want players to engage on some level. However, I, I didn't realize how many players had actually stopped playing Borg entirely. So this was built as, if you're playing Borg... Now it's way more efficient to play within Borg. I think we can all agree that for those people who are playing the Borg and actually grinding the Borg, the new consumables and the new all, all the stuff that's come out, it's going to really help those players. But where it doesn't land, and I would agree, is for players who literally stop playing. I haven't touched Borg, right? Maybe I have 20-plus transwarp cells, I think someone said in the mm, chat, yeah. which is insane, by the way. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but for those players, I, I totally get where they're coming from. And what I would say is... It's not over yet you know it's part one and there's more to come and we hear you and I agree that it's not great that this loop has retired for you you're now doing other things that are more meaningful to you and now we're asking you to come back. I, I get that I totally get that and that's that's not our ultimate intention at all okay we're not saying haha by the way, we said we would reduce, reduce grind time, but we're back at you with some more grind. No, we're not, we're not trying to do that at all, right? Uh, we hear you. And we're thinking of a, a plan that's beyond just a single month to address what people are saying. Because I feel the same way. I, I play the same game. Like I think oftentimes we don't think about it enough, but I'm in there. I'm grinding those Borg, right? I I go there and I click up those hostiles every single day too. And I, I don't wanna do that, I wanna do other cool stuff. So the, the intention was to drive people to solar armadas and doing the cool new targets, right? But I will say there is absolutely valid feedback that if I never participated at all, maybe I didn't wanna come back and start doing hostile grinding again, right? But we got plans for you guys, we got plans for you. I'm not gonna say anything cause I can't, but uh, we got plans that will hopefully help.
0: Okay. I'm going to circle back to that in, in a couple of minutes because, Echo, there was something that you and I had discussed uh, as well, kind of you know reinforcing the point that this is month one. It's part one. Uh, and, and so I want to circle back to that in a couple of moments. We'll put a pin in that one. But let me come back to, um, as we're grinding this Borg. this was kind of like the, the next logical step, right? Some players... Um, will say, okay, Mr. Tiger, it's not necessarily about the Borg, because I, in fact, wasn't done hitting them. As a matter of fact, I was still hitting them uh, a couple of times a week or maybe every day or maybe a couple, two, three times a month in bulk because I really, as a, as a younger or, or a low 40s or even a mid-40s, but, but don't spend or I'm a relatively uh, free-to-play player, what is really important, what has always been important, especially when it came out, but as what was able to persist over time was the value of the payouts there, which were indeed the independent credits and the faction credits. All right. Those were were that was the reason that players still engaged with content from three years ago. Some players may not agreed, but but for those who are, they're doing so because of the value they get from, from the credits. So as we take a look at the important sourcing for those players of independent and various faction credits, and even with the introduction of the triple refund, which ultimately, because of the exos, I do think is a good thing. However, this prohibits the old pattern while integrating... The new one. We, we've had player choice in the past. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to use – I took very good notes today, Mr. Tiger. During our last conversation, you made a statement yeah. about the choice in the Bajoran store. And I thought it was a brilliant and very positive thing to hear you say in which we want players, yes, to have a choice. We do want them to have a choice. But we don't necessarily always like presenting choice that might make a player feel like they made the wrong one. Right. Like you said, we want to offer choice, but we want both of those choices to actually propel a player forward instead of maybe presenting a sacrificial kind of choice. So we've had player choice in the past and and, but this particular choice in the bundles, probably because of the price of the Borg solo armada directives. I mean, 100 directives is almost 30,000. That's almost a double refund in and of itself that kind of does force some players who were relying on the faction credits and were relying on the independent credits, it does force them into a sacrificial position. Echo, you and I had talked, even if you do the triple pull, right? You use the XOs, you're engaged, you do the triple pull, you, we mathed out that you could still do one indie pull, and then on three out of four days, you could still do maybe one faction pull. But Mr. Tiger, there were players who were... Engaging in this loop fully, getting 30,000 charged probes, which means they could pull all four bundles, Klingon, Romulan, Fed, and Independent, three out of four days and get all of them. And now with the extreme price of the board directives, that just isn't possible. You could get one every day, and, and then one out of three or four days, you could get a second. So this does feel like a sacrifice to some of these players. We're giving up faction credits in order to progress in the new loop. This one feels Here's opposite a of the way you kind of explained it in Bajoran. Here's a question. Just,
2: I'm, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just uh, curious your thoughts. When you choose to buy Solar Armada directives versus
0: credits, is that a sacrifice or is that a choice? I, are you I, forced to buy a Borg Solar Armada? You are not. But but I think I mean obviously you you're not wanting players to, to not engage, right? I feel like I feel like there could maybe have been a way to encourage the participation in, in both. I I wonder if it was the best outcome that players do. Even incorrectly, maybe Mr. Tiger, but do feel as though they're giving something up in order to play in something new. And and I am normally a yeah. very big proponent of choice. I, I said it even regarding this, like you have a choice. But like I, I me personally, I didn't do the Borg every day. I don't pull all three or all four bundles every day. I usually I'm just I'm grinding ROM. So that's kind of what I focused on. But there are a lot of players who don't have wildly quantifiable, big, huge sources of faction credits. So they were relying on the board yeah, to do yeah. that. This does, whether it was intended or not, does give players kind of the feeling that they have to give something up in order to play something else. And, and I felt like, based on your conversation with Bajoran, that that might not have correlated with what your ultimate design was within Bajoran. So, you know, and, and you said they, they may not jive step by step. You know, they're, they're not walking hand in hand, these two features. But it did feel like a departure from the choice that was offered in Bajoran as yeah. compared to here in Borg.
2: I get that. I get that. I totally agree. Um, I think that it could have been cheaper. We could have allowed players to do more. But again, I don't want to use this as an excuse, right? I don't want to use that excuse. But we are just getting started. Like, on, honestly... We are just getting started with what this loop is going to be. And next month, you will see a lot of changes. Um, like I, I I wish I could talk about this stuff because I, I get wherever it's coming from. I, I get the feelings. And I do think that if I were to make a change, in hindsight, the bundle's probably a little bit pricey-looking and, uh, and feeling in, in terms of like it feels like a sacrifice rather than a choice when you're choosing this new cool mechanic. And that's, mm-hmm. I wanted players doing these solar mods, right? So I get on month one, how it looks right now. I, I do get that. And I think there could have been steps taken to make that feel better. Because you're right, the Bajoran was a little bit, um, it was more generous in, in the way that we gave those out. Like, you know, you got, it was much easier. It was all self-contained. It wasn't like kind of go back to this old thing you know, do it again and pay that old currency into a new thing, right? So it was, it was a little bit different for sure. And we could have probably done a little smoother. But it's not over yet. So I think, yes, there's learnings we could take from this, and I am taking from this, and this is great. But also, it's not quite over yet. So don't like say, oh no, it's it's broken forever. No, no, no. It'll it'll improve for sure.
0: Obviously, I know that you can't spill the beans on content, and and Echo, I'm I'm absolutely going to give you free reigns to 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 forbid this question, uh, if you will, and and so forgive me for asking, but but I do see in the chat, and and even you, I can tell you're dying to to. To just tell players it's going to be okay. I, I guess Echo can 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 we simply get an answer to the question that that these problems appear to be solved in month two? I, I know, that may be a really broad, difficult question, and that's why I direct it to you, Echo. But
4: uh, hey, Tiger, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. You know me, DJ. I don't ever um work in absolutes Mm -hmm. and i think it isn't too far of me to say that we are very confident that throughout the course of this arc a lot of the concerns that people have that you are stating are going to be addressed in some way mr tiger do you feel like that's acceptable
2: yeah i definitely do And the moment we can, I want to have dialogues with content creators because by now you guys have been playing this loop, you know, and like, as much as we, we try to reach out to from community, you guys are the experts, guys like DJ and Rev and others, right? So I want to have those conversations and get, here's what we think should be improved and I want to measure those things against what we're doing, what, what, what cause we know what's coming out, right? We, we can't talk about it. And I could say in theory, Oh, I think these things are great, but I would love to continue that dialogue and say, and have a list from you guys saying, here's what we think we need to address. And then we can affirm that, even though we can't tell you what it is, we can affirm it. Cause it's this weird thing where we can't really communicate before it's ready. Right. So, but I do want to make sure that our confidence is strong. And it, my confidence is strong. That it is definitely, it's going to be amazing. Like, I, I can't talk about it, but it's going to be great. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of things. Here's the thing. I'll say this, the Borg is old, right? Three years old. Um, Our plan is to not just add a solar armada and tack it onto this existing thing, but we want to modernize Borg. Um, That's a goal of ours. So what does it mean to modernize something? Well, I'll leave that open to interpretation, but the goal isn't just tack on new things. The goal is to modernize holistically what does it mean to to play with the Borg in 2023, which is crazy to say 2023, but get where I'm coming from. Um, it's more than just a new thing. That's and all I'll
4: say. This is not my interview, DJ, and I shouldn't even be talking right now, but I, I thought Mr. Tiger brought up a really good point. I'd love to ask this question. Um, because, you know, a lot of the thing is like, well, you know, why not release it all at once? And, you know, due to roadmap and constraints, roadmap, everybody take a shot. Um, <laughs> drink! Uh, drink! Um, there's just so much we can do in a month. Would you say, Mr. Tiger, that this is almost sort of laying that sort of foundation for the rest of the Borg arc, almost? I, I think so, yeah.
2: the This is like here's some some beginnings to something that's hopefully going to be amazing. So, yes, laying the groundwork for what's to come. Like uh, an example might be, "Oh, well, look at that refine. It's so hard to achieve. I wonder if it'll get easier."
0: You know, um and and this is a really broad kind of of a uh, campaign if you will Echo, that that would have to be very widely adopted at scopely and I, I don't know what the likelihood of that is but but when something like this comes out if it is truly a prequel like if you go watch a movie and it's a prequel of of something else that you know and you love or you're familiar with or something there's there's almost always kind of uh, of an explanation that this is how it began and, and we're going to tie the two pieces together. Or in this case, like, we've got a two-part prequel, right? We, or a two-part sequel, so so to speak. But we've got maybe some communication. Like, Echo, I feel like players may have been more forgiving and or understanding if we simply said, hey, listen, we want you to begin participating. We want you to look at this and try to push your way through This is new and we have presented a challenge and more things will happen over time, like more tools and more efficiencies and, and these are things that will come to assist you in your journey of defeating the Borg and preventing assimilation of the galaxy. We wanted to give you the groundwork. These are the beginning building blocks, but don't worry, there's more to come. Do you feel that that kind of of packaging, that kind of communication with the presentation of this arc could have actually made players say, okay, we do see a problem. We do see a challenge, but they're telling us they've already solved some of these problems. Do you find that to be an inappropriate communication with the launch of an arc that is incomplete, as we're kind of saying right now?
4: I definitely don't think that is wrong to say at all i think that's a really great point dj and that's something that myself and Beck and the team as a whole can work on when we are starting a new arc right like when these are these sort of concerns pop up and honestly dj until we were having this group discussion here which is just another reason why it's so great to have these discussions i didn't really think about it as like the foundation because you know how it is with anything. When you're too close to something, you're just looking at a vacuum and you know, everybody has different amounts of information. And if I had just come out and said like, and I tried to a little bit with saying this is the part one, Mm -hmm. but I definitely could have done a better job of just sort of saying, Hey, exactly all the things that you said, DJ. So I think that I can be better. And this is a growing process. And this is why having two way conversations like this is so important right? Because not only do we get this great feedback, but we get ways to better communicate with all the commanders playing Star Trek Fleet Command so that we all can feel like we are on the same page. And that's really important.
0: Well, and I appreciate you answering that question, uh, because I, th- I think even from the beginning here, I, I think that players, and, and even now in the chat, now that players are hearing, and this is why, Bubba, I, I talked about you know as we were starting the show, hearing his intent. Hearing what was designed, and even if we haven't seen it all yet, I do think provides a super valuable perspective in how things are working now and what may come in, in part two. I think that that's important. I wonder, Bubba, just in, in a few seconds, does it give you any solace to know that, that this design, as we see it right now, is admittedly, quote unquote, incomplete?
1: Well, I think that's a harsh word. I don't think that's what they're saying. I think what they're saying is, is that, you know, DJ, when you're, when you're building a house, right, you don't start off with the walls or the roof mm-hmm. or the second floor or the hot tub. You have to lay the groundwork. You have to lay the foundation. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm hearing from both of the, both Echo and Tiger is that they're laying the foundation for something that is going to change the game. Hopefully it's going to change the game positively. I didn't hear them say that.
4: <laughs> um, but, um, well, oh, check- you're right. noticing details well, I don't like <laughs> be and We want that feedback Because if you don't think it Then we need have what? some conversation Tiger right? I just
0: wanted the freaking hot tub That's all I wanted <laughs> Step one give uh, me the no, hot I, tub I still got your hot tub man don't Okay, worry, I okay. Got hot tub. the hot tub's coming Tiger
4: already picked
1: it up I you look for <laughs>
0: Hot tub on the so way. No, it's not
1: that it's incomplete. It's not that it's incomplete, but everything has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if this is step one of a building block, you know, we, we've often said, hey, we're willing to listen. And, and I think that there's a lot of angst, right? Because mm-hmm. the last feature we had, not the Dominion solo armadas, but the last big feature being yeah. the Alliance Starbase mm-hmm. and then building two assaults really left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths and so yes it's good that you're building a foundation to something let's just hope that it's something that the players want and are eager to engage in and and it sounds like that tiger and, and echo have started to have those conversations and hopefully they're talking to the right people and hopefully that's where we're going is somewhere positive but i think that's why there's a little bit more angst than there may have been in the past because we just heard this with alliance Starbases, bases and right. that ended up not being as positive as we'd
0: hoped I, yeah, so I let
2: agree. me just jump in here really quick with a discussional point. Sure. Um, nice. The Bajoran launched, and if it, it followed up with the Defiant ship, right? Mm-hmm. And the Defiant ship, in my opinion, and everyone will think differently, but it significantly changed the way you play with the Bajoran, right? Um, like just with the free chess claims and the, the, the way that you can interact with that ship in the, in the faction, it really made things more fun, more enjoyable. Uh-huh. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's kind of what how you can think of it here. <laughs> it sounds like DJ's muttering. Maybe he doesn't oh, agree. Oh, no. But
4: <laughs> when um, it comes to the Borg... is um, making wild accusations and assumptions. I'm saying nothing! Comparing word to word what Mr. Tiger says I'm saying when nothing. we've already seen at the very beginning of this. That it's not a one-to-one comparison, DJ. Pinching, I'm pinching. I'm pinching. My arm okay, so, pinching.
2: So pinching. So I, I need to make sure I'm clear, though. When the defiant came out let's let's ignore the ship completely the ship's existence brought about um a substantial increase to playing with the bajoran okay so whether or not that ship existed the month after launch of the borg a a huge expansion to what is possible with the bajoran came and i think that's the way i would like us to think about what you see here it's month one it came out with just the basic structure of where we're trying to to, to to drive players with Solar Armadas and whatnot. And then month two, you can expect to see that change drastically, and hopefully for the better. And now, yes, there were some things that people might not like with the Defiant. And yes, there, I'm sure there'll be things that people don't like with month two and whatever's next with
0: the, with the Borg. But hopefully it does address a lot of these pain points. So let me talk about uh, one of the pain points that I feel is is actually really minor, and and I know you and I have spoken about this, Mister Tiger. So I I want to just kind of uh, gather your feedback and and your thought process and where you might be on this with regards to the intent of the exocomps. Now some players have gotten their hands on them, uh, myself included. We've we've seen their impact. I have tried to look beyond twenty days, and and I've even made a challenge, uh, President Echo, that I told players that in my opinion and. and and this may not be right, and it may not be backed up by Scopely, but I believe that within 30 days, players will have a surplus of these exocomps for them to use. Like right now, they might get one or two. They might not have any. They might have already used them, and then they're you know they're still trying to grind a million probes with you know traditional. Uh, traditional methods, right? Without the use of the Exos, without the use of Gallinar. So I kind of think that 30 days down the road, and Mr. Tiger, this is something that, that you and I have discussed growing pains. Just like with Pajoran, it took a minute. It took a minute to ramp up. That being said, the, I, I wanted to ask you about the intent of the Exos. They were very precise in their timing. And I wonder how you feel about the impact of extending those timers even if it was only a few moments kind of my interpretation of how you wrote these exos and tell me if if this jives or not i kind of feel like you intended for one exo to be one cell based on the times and based on the bonuses and based on the people's cargo and and how long and how many probes they'd have to hit i kind of felt like that made it somewhat feasible in my head but that still makes that triple pull challenging without a significant grind if early on they don't have those exos so i i wonder how do you feel how impactful would it be to add five or ten minutes or mr president we had talked about this in our in our group chat so this won't take anybody by surprise i don't think we had also discussed what would happen if cell locks were removed like would that make the situation better Mr. Tiger, can you explain your thought process on the duration of the XOs and the impact you think they might have if they were modified or something else had happened with regards to cell logs or anything? Do you feel like there's an adjustment needed here? Um,
2: first of all, great questions. I love these questions. Um, do I think there's an adjustment needed? If I'm honest, I don't know yet. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's early. And I think some of the worst decisions that we make in life are made in haste, right? So, it's possible. And from what I'm seeing and experiencing, I wouldn't mind if they're a little longer. I'm just going to throw it out there, you know, a little more time. But mm-hmm. in terms of the, the ratio of one exo to one cell, no way. You can do like, well, it depends on the consumable, right? Um, and the strategy as well. So, if I look at the uncommon consumable, uh, it's 20 minutes long. You can get at least three cells out of that. Whoa. If you pop it. Seriously? You could do three. Oh, yeah. I did that today, just before this. So three? I know you can. And it, so so, so here's, the, here's the thing that I don't know if everyone knows this, but the chat's going crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, that, you, you've got me when, puzzled when, by that. I need to pop, know your secret. Hold, hold on. <laughs> okay,
2: so when you pop an XO, um, these loot XOs, it is a fleet deployment buff. When you leave the station, you have that buff until you dock. So, when you, if you strategize, and there's a couple ways you can actually do this even better. Like if you use your Cerritos buff and whatnot to make your Vidar better, you can get at least two, and that's kind of what I was hoping for, two trips. But if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're really, um, if you strategize well, you can get three, and I, I almost got four trips today with with um and also of course you have to save your yourselves right because you
4: only get two per oh, day. So you're if you being save... with the system though mr tiger i know what you're doing <laughs> you're being cheap oh so i'm sorry go ahead mr tiger
2: no no jump in i, I want to hear what you have to say
4: <laughs> all right so did you uh, l- let me just hypothesize did you use your disco at all to summon yeah
2: listen this strategy is available you can do whatever you want okay.
4: Okay, but basically, what Mr. Tiger is saying with this EXO, I don't know if we should be saying this or not, Mr. Tiger. But it's a pretty well-known fact that for fleet deployable EXOs, you know that for when that is out, even if the timer runs out, that buff still persists, right? DJ. Okay, okay. so
0: here's my experience with this, and and I I can't, I am not going to say that I have tested this with this specific Exocomp, but I would have presumed, and please correct me if I'm wrong, for example, the Plundered Cargo Exo does not work that way. Like, I have verified that. When it runs out, I stop getting bonuses. So, well, I... It's, it's possible that was fixed.
2: It is possible.
0: But... So, I, you're I saying could tell Plundered you I Cargo has been fixed? Plundered Cargo has been fixed? It, I mean, you, uh, let me rephrase it. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah,
2: it's possible that some of those bugs are fixed, but... What I could tell you from personal experience, because I did it this morning, so like... And I did it on live, it wasn't on a test server, I did it on, this, on my account, is you can get three trips. <laughs> and even if the exo falls off, and I, I, I don't know that the buff is removed. It's possible that we patch that um, in terms of fleet deployment buffs. But even if it isn't, even if it falls off, you still get a good chunk of time on that. And like, think about it this way. The, the buff lasts 20 minutes. Okay, again, we're talking about the Uncommon because the Epic ones are shorter. the 10 minutes on the Epic. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, but if, if you're using an Uncommon, the, the 125% loot bonus, you can grind... It's a pro, I think it's about like 20 kills-ish to get a full cargo with my Vidar. And you can get those 20 kills pretty quick. You go to the system, you, you move your base to be somewhat nearby, you don't even need to use a Disco. You fly in there, you get your kills, you, you spawn back as you die, you repair, go again. You can get at least three trips.
4: With, with the uncommon XO, everyone, it is roughly 20
0: kills. You you are yeah. better than me, Mr. Tiger. Now, let me ask, when, when you're doing this, all right, because obviously cargo size will matter, and I'm, I'm not going to spend time on this. 20,
2: 30 kills, too.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this because we've only got about 15 minutes left, but but there could be a significant difference in the number of hostiles you have to kill if your cargo is 400,000 or 450 as compared to 1 million, yeah. Mr. Tiger. So, you know, sure. yeah. totally. Yeah totally
4: yes Yes. we're basing this off of the so i always asked mr tiger like assume that this player just is completely free to play has exactly what you would at like 35 and we crunched the numbers it was roughly without like a crew it was like 450 i think think. 476 give or take yeah so if somebody has a 1 mil cargo with 700,000 cargo, sure, I, I totally understand where they're coming from. But that it, it's we're, we're assuming that per cell at you know, roughly 500k per, it's going to be 20 or that, so k.
2: That, that's a great call because I, I can see why people might get annoyed and think, that whoa, who's this random designer lying to our faces? No, no. If your cargo is in the millions and you have all these things that make your cargo way bigger, of course, you're going to be there longer. Yes, I'm talking about around 500K or 450K cargo even. Okay. Um, You can do that,
0: right? Well, now, and and, and and to be fair, to be fair, chat, I personally would prefer them designing these things around keeping the uh, free-to-play metrics in mind as compared to those with skins and primes and and bonuses. You know, I would prefer them design this around keeping a 450,000 cargo in mind. But I, I will say that that definitely did startle me, Mr. Tiger. You get three sales, uh, buddy. I'm not, I'm not finishing one sale, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I do see what you're saying. And, and, you know, Echo, you did the same thing earlier this month. We did some math based on 450,000 putts. We did that on the podcast. Yeah, we did really? the math based on 450,000. So I I can see and, and that her- perspective.
4: And for, you know, everybody in chat and DJ, Mr. Tiger did just say, you know, he wouldn't mind seeing him potentially a little bit longer in the future if, you know, after everyone experience it and we understand things a little bit better, that it's needed, right? It's like, exactly. I mean, Mr. Tiger is not closed off to this. He literally...
0: I agree. That. And, and community, I've said the same thing. I've said, listen, they have been receptive to talking to us about that. I, I, and I will state that again publicly. Mr. Tiger has been phenomenal. We've talked about the pros and cons of this. And that's why I kind of wanted to, to get your thought process. Do you think there's a negative impact of extending the XOs? Like, do you feel that that there is anything that could go wrong? by giving players a little extra flexibility there? Do you feel that there is a, a negative impact, for example, in players having too many inert, char, uh, inert probes banked up? I, I can't imagine one because the refinery is still time-gated, right? Do you find any, any problem with players banking that up? Depends on not how much
2: we mean by bank yet, but generally, no. Like, that's what the refinery is for. That's why you have one, two, three rules, right? So if you're getting a ton of excess... Especially because it's not just about charged nanoprobes, right? You, you're you also going to go for active nanoprobes, right? So you have options to spend it on. I think it would be kind of lame if, like, you stack up just a, a ton of currency and just sit on it forever and never have to play the video game anymore, right? Like, <laughs> you want to you, you have a balance for sure, but I don't think adding an extra 5-10 minutes onto consumables is going to change that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm very open to, but, again, like, you, you guys don't need it. I'm telling you right now, you don't need it. Just wait. You okay. don't need it. All right the consumables they're not're they're not, they're, they're, not, the, they're, not the, they're not the holy Grail at the end of the, at the end of the path, okay. Well
0: you know and, and in first, fairness, I'm, I'm going to back you up bit. on that because I, I even have said to players, the exos, especially with the rate of acquisition and the timing and this and that, because here's the trick that I've been doing, and I know and, and I think Batman was the one that shared it with me. Um, maybe the epic, I'll, I'll run that solo. But if I, I've got one point one million cargo, all right, on my on mine, so I, I don't want to run an uncommon I, I remember telling you guys before, thirty-seven minutes, eighty-seven hostels to fill it natively. I don't want to go in with just the uncommon. So I'm gonna do what Batman does. I'm gonna pop an uncommon, and if you have the Exocom Factory at, at the appropriate level, I'm gonna pop a rare and an uncommon because then they almost equal the Epic, and it lasts a little bit longer. Now, I'm using more, but I also, then Mr. Tiger, kind of come back and say, I believe within 30 days, players will have a surprising number of these exos sitting in their inventory. Right here now today, I've got 21, 21 of those exos sitting in my inventory that I haven't used yet, but now I'm going to use two at a time. So I think I, I yeah. do agree that there's ways that you could kind of manipulate that and do it a little bit better. Um, and, and I agree. I want to give that some time. Although again, an extra five, 10 minutes, I don't feel like really hurts anybody. Just, just throwing that out there. Let me uh, move forward. Cause we're, we're running low on time. And I did want to talk about this, um, with the, the officer acquisition, what you presented in Bajoran was widely praised. I mean, pretty daggone good. Uh, you talked about these different chests. You had the um the edicts chest, like that extra opportunity at additional officer sourcing. The Bajoran officer pull rate feels a lot stronger than any other officer sourcing in the game. You look at Honor Guard War, if you look at Discovery, you look even at Mantis and Strange New Worlds, it feels wildly fast compared to to what's you know, what's typical in this game. Um obviously you guys hopefully did that with, with some intent and some design, but at the same time, it's like a little bit of a double-edged sword, Mr. Tiger, because it can then, you know, on a subsequent release like this one, we could take a look at the Borg sourcing and we can kind of, you know, look at it and say, well, that, that doesn't feel quite as good. Like that feels a little bit slower. Uh, for example, in the, in the Bajoran chest, you could get 15 shards, for example. Here, we're looking at a maximum of five. The Bajoran has an opportunity. At a full pull, even though I'm sure that percentage is crazy low. But it's there, right? And players have hit it. We've seen it. We saw a screenshot yesterday. A player hitting a full pull. We don't have that opportunity in Borg. Um, and then you've got the opportunity with the edicts chest, which is just an extra roll, which is missing here in Borg. Can you speak to uh, kind of the idea of using this uh, this loop with regards specifically to officer sourcing? Or Do you feel like the odds are better? Or do you feel like this is actually unintentionally slower uh, rate of acquisition for officer shards. Uh,
2: so, uh, have you guys done epic pulls yet? Epic chests? Yeah, I have. Okay. So, your the pulls you can get on the, on those chests
0: is up to 20 shards per pull. Uh, oh, I must have missed uh, that. See, you know, I will say well, this. In the Bajoran store, you can look in at any time. I really like that, just as a, as a design note, because these are listed yeah. as bundles. I can't look inside them. Can you guys add that little eyeball so I can look inside the chest? That would be great. Okay, I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> so, I would so, love to on. be able to see inside that chest.
1: Mr. Tiger, I'm looking yeah. at the Apple check right. Epic chest right now. Yeah, it's one, it. three, five.
0: It's one, three and five. Yeah, there's not yeah. a 20 in there. Yeah.
2: So no, 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 no. So this is kind of invisible, but the way that chests work. The role and this should have been in the info. There's rolls. The roles. So an epic chest gives you four rolls. There's no
4: I'm info button, shirt. Echo. There's no yeah. info button. It's my that's fault. The, that's a DJ. I told them to leave the info button out. What? I said that that needed. <laughs> DJ, what <laughs> of it? It's terrible. Get out
0: of here. All right. So, so
4: I'm, I'm very so, much. So, so
2: so there you go. <laughs> let's just let's just clarify a little bit. The stats are not as bad as you might think because you are getting four rolls, not, not up to five. If it was five shards, okay, we're in agreement. That's, that's not great. That's not great sourcing, but it's not. So you could pull up to five shards four times, which is 20 shards, right? Um, again, you'd have to roll the five shards, but that's what you can get. There's options to pull 20 shards per pull. And one of the things that we did in this chest that we didn't do in the Bajoran was your average number of shards, hopefully, Is more consistent because whenever we add uh, even if it's a tiny like one in a million or whatever it is chance to do a full pull that that affects the overall odds of how many shards we're going to give out in general or the chance to pull any shards and one of the things that one of the bits of feedback actually i was getting quite a bit on the bajoran was we prefer consistency Rather than this kind of jackpot mindset of, well, in general, you're consistently going to get way less, but you have a, a chance to pull these huge amount. So I stepped away from that, but it sounds like,
0: Well you want to go back to that? It's, no, it's just, I, don't th- I don't think I do feel that way, but I think we weren't armed with the information. We didn't know. There's, there's no info <laughs> button there. <laughs> That's fair.
4: Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, uh, ret- uh, retrieving uh, says we uh, want uh, to know what uh, we're rolling. Uh, like anything communication or information based, like... And I, I, I hopefully people feel like this is getting better, right? Me and Mr. Tiger and a lot of the other designers are sitting down and we're having these big discussions ahead of time so that we can give everybody the information to make well-informed decisions. This is an oversight on my part for not following up on it more with Mr. Tiger. And I think this is, again, another great reason why this conversation is so valuable so that now we know, like... This, we're not trying to hide this stuff, we just need to communicate better, and that's solely on me. <laughs> yeah, right? the, the info button would have absolutely solved that. So, what you're saying, let me
0: just confirm for the people in the chat who, who are confused between chests and rolls. one chest has four uh roles or four opportunities basically at the RNG. And, and what you're saying, Mr. Tiger, is and and you allowed us to confirm for this, uh, uh, I guess about a week ago, while the uncommon chest does not have a guarantee, the rare and the Epic do have guaranteed roles of officers. So so if one chest, let me make sure I understand, one chest Mm. equals four roles of the officer opportunities. So like either a one, three, five of the two or three or four officers that's in there, you're going to get four of those displayed chance bundles every single time you open a singular chest. So if you open a double chest, you're going to get eight of those chance indicators, uh, every single time. If you did a triple, you'd get 12. Am I understanding that correctly?
2: DJ, it's even better than that. Let me tell you why. So yes, it's, it's guaranteed. Okay. So you, you click pull, I'm talking about the epic chest here. We can, we can talk about other ones in a minute, but Mm -hmm. when you click pull on the epic chest, you have a hundred percent chance of four rolls, which means, and the minimum roll is one shard. So you're guaranteed to get four shards. Your maximum shards is 20, right? Like you said. However, the reason I say it gets even better is because the epic officers and the rare officers are two separate rules. You get four rolls of each. So you could pull 20 epic shards and 20 rare shards. Son of a I mean, <laughs> you
0: know, this, this is stuff. This saves heartache. I'm glad you're here, Tiger, to explain this to us. But th- there should be a button. Th- there should be an info button yeah, on that worry. bundle. Like, that <laughs> That saves heartache. All right? Now, granted, maybe, no, I don't think it's, I don't, that's not what he's saying, Star Ocean. You you have a 100% chance of those pulls. Now, the, the breakdown of, of you know, what, what the, the percentage odds for five shards as compared to one shard, I, I'm sure they're not going to tell us. They've never told us those kinds of odds. Actually, they have. Honor Guard Wharf does. But... I'm not gonna ask him that right now. Bottom line is you're saying that the Equal. that the rares are separate, so you're getting four rolls of the rares, four rolls of the epic. Now, does that work the same in the rare chest? Let let's trickle this down. Let me take a look. I don't remember. I made, I made this a long time ago. Um
2: I think it does. I think the rare chest has a, a, a smaller chance of you getting both rolls. But there is two so it's a little bit different. It's it's worse, I'll say. It's it's not guaranteed. There's a little bit more fluctuation. You get three rolls, um, of rare, and one of epic. And the epic isn't guaranteed. So you have a, a minimum guarantee of three rolls
0: on per um, chest with a per, per chance chest on the rares with a chance, with a chance of at an epic uh, of rolling one of the epic options. One yep. is it, is it just one? Yeah, yep, just one. Okay. Now let's. Let's step down here. I, I am going to advocate for a second. I know we're running out of time. What was the mindset? I mean, you've already segregated the officers, right? The officers in the uncommon chest are not as potent, right? Like they're they're a little bit older. They're still valuable. I find great value in two of eleven. Some players players should find great value in one of eleven. Listen, if you don't use him for cargo, you don't lose him for shield mitigation. He is a wonderful stats officer for rare. Like, if for no other reason, 1 of 11 is, is a great rare stats officer, so you should look and be exciting about him for, for that reason. But um, you've already broken down the officers in the three chests based on your, um, I, I guess, your priority of how important or valuable they are. Are you willing to reconsider this guaranteed officer role for the uncommon chest? Because that's just one of those feely good things, right, Mr. Tiger? Like, you look at the uncommon, and, and you're not guaranteed officer shards, and it just – it does – it feels like that because that's the only chest the 35 through 39 have had the ability to. And, and while we can agree and say, well, the targets are built primarily for 40 plus and, and we're wanting 35 to 39 to begin to experience some of the excitement and some of the joy of this feature. We are kind of de-incentivizing that excitement and joy by removing some of what may have been perceived as slightly more valuable rewards. Is that, is it something that we can talk about to, to give those officers, to give those players a guarantee officer shard? I mean, it doesn't have to be a bunch of epics, but there's not a guarantee there at all, right? Yeah, th-
2: there's not a guarantee. This, this comes back to also like the chance of you not pulling an officer. It's pretty low. You, if you're not pulling an officer from the uncommon chest, I, I feel bad for you. It is statistically possible, but it's, It's pretty brutally low, so it feels bad if you do happen to do that. Uh, Anyway, what it comes down to is the whole discussion of consistency or quantity. And for the uncommon offers, I don't personally feel like it's as important, right? I would rather consistently get shards for an epic because it takes so much longer to get an epic. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to an uncommon, if I'm pulling no shards today and five shards tomorrow and 12 shards, the next, I'm getting them. I'm upgrading them. Uh, And you you also pull those chests so much more, right? So this is the way I was kind of thinking about it. When you're pulling an epic chest, you spend a minimum of 15 days, or however long it takes, about 15 days to pull this epic chest. Like that's a lot of effort I put in. I want some guaranteed payout for it, right? Mm -hmm. I want some consistency. It would suck if I play the loop for 15 days and I pull a chest and, oh, you got unlucky, haha. Like, come on, like, that's not very nice. But when you don't pull a shard on a chest that you can roll every couple days, I think it's two or three days for the, for the uncommon, that's okay. You, just, you roll again, and the next you get a really high high. So I think it's less important. So could we make it more reliable? We could, but would that be more enjoyable? Honestly, I don't think it would actually affect the experience that much at all. Personally, that said, I'm willing to have that discussion. If people really feel strongly about it, I'm sure we can have a discussion of.
0: Well, you know, there is a, <laughs> fine, there's a fine line between, like, you know, we always want more, Mr. Tiger, but then, you know, with what's reasonable. I, I agree with your mindset that you have a lot more opportunities and it probably balances out in the end. But uh, I saw it in the chat a second ago. One of the penultimate uh, <laughs> feelings of excitement is unwrapping your present. Right, like when you've done the effort, you've done the two or three days of armadas, and you get to open that chest, and and like you know that is that's a psychological thing, I, I think. I, community, correct me if I'm wrong. I do know, I, I do mathematically, I see your point. You're getting ten times as many of those chests as you're getting the epic chest, so it's okay if we skip one once in a while. I'm just, uh, and and maybe if we're opening ten of those every two weeks, maybe it doesn't need to be. But I, I just kind of feel like there is. A, a warm and fuzzy kind of feeling towards opening a chest when it when it does have something that like is considered premium. Let's not pretend the officer sourcing is probably the premium piece here, right? Uh, Tilly in the chat says, you know, happiness. Like, it just brings me happiness, you know, and and maybe that improves the morale surrounding this. I don't know. I, obviously, there's math. I'm not saying that I disagree yeah. with what you ultimately decided. I, I think logically, mathematically, it makes a ton of sense. I do think that there is like that, that rush of adrenaline, which I might be exaggerating community a little bit, but, but there's a rush of adrenaline a little bit when you do get to open a chest and you do see an amazing reward and you're like, well, hot dag on. Like that was cool. That was, wor- that was worth me spending 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour grinding Borg probes because I just got five shards of two of 11 and like he's hard to get. You know, I don't know. That's just kind of my thinking. Plus yeah. it does open up to, to more players. 35 through 39 now have the opportunity to to feel that same thing as a 45 plus and and I think that's important uh when we're looking at the inclusion and echo I'm not going to waste any time with this because I know we're actually out of time so I hope you've got a few more minutes I hope you're having a good time by the way you you enjoying yourself Mr. Tiger (laughs) it's always a pleasure I love it are you are you out of time (laughs) because I've got one more I've got one more question. You've actually already answered well, my last one. Let's be quick. Yeah, quickly. Go for it. Okay, so let, let me address this. This has been a big thing. The chat has been talking about it a lot, which is our warp ranges. Exactly what it is warp ranges. That's the that's the big one. In Bajoran, you made an early adjustment to allow players to bring the three ships to allow them to use the new defiant earlier. As a matter of fact, it was very widely praised. Trader came out here. Bubba Joe came out here and said, "Well done on giving us the usability of this tool early." Um and and what happened as a result, I believe, which may have been unintended. I would love to hear your insight on this. It gave players the mechanic to punch a target beyond that of which you had probably originally designed. The power gaps with these spheres seem wider. For example, the 41 compared to the 45 is a huge jump. But even if a player could, Mr. Tiger be well researched and have some primes and and be an advanced player if you will have the the power and the gusto have the ships available and the crews available to punch up to that 45 they can't do it they can't even get there their disco can't get there for their ops level their ships literally prohibitively cannot go there why was was this a mechanic to keep people in their lane as compared to gem head was this to maintain like a life cycle or, or not even a life cycle? Was it to maintain your desired output for uncommons to chest? Like you just mentioned should be, you're only getting one chest, one Epic chest, according to your design, about once every two weeks, as far as a free to play. Are you finding that the gem head loop progressed faster than you expected? And is this a mechanic to, to further enforce your timeline? Great question. And absolutely not. Let me explain.
2: Um, maybe I'm a rogue designer, I don't know. But I, I don't like people staying in lanes. I like people pushing themselves. And hey, if you wanna go punch that crazy target, you go for it, man. That's kind of usually my my thinking. So not at all, this was not me trying to rein the players in and say, you must do this, no. Jim Hadar and the way players approached it, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, I Sure, it creates some imbalance issues here and there sometimes if someone finds a way to to hit some target that's crazy that they weren't supposed to hit. But that's kind of part of the fun of playing a game is the ability to strategize and do that. So, no, I would never want to take that away. Um, the reason you're seeing these kinds of restrictions here is you'll notice that there's a lot less targets for Borg Solar Modus than there were for R. We had a lot more time... That's kind of getting at this really early on, on in our call here. We had a lot more time to flesh out a wide range of what our Solar Armadas, when we first came up with the concept with um with the Dominion Faction and the Bajoran, or sorry, Dominion Space and Bajoran Faction. We didn't have the same amount here with this Borg. A lot of our effort was not, not, not on just month one, but also our expanding and what's next and how that's going to play out and all these different mechanics. So... We didn't actually have the time to do as many buckets. You'll notice there's a lot less targets. And because there's a lot less targets, we had to choose more carefully which players we targeted. And by nature of having less options, of course, it means that there's not as much ability to hit up, right? Because the steps are so much bigger. We don't have small steps. We have huge steps. So it's harder to hit up. And that is the not, require, not, um, not intentional um, side effect of just having less time to work on this month, basically. Um, it still achieves our goals, and I think it's it's fine that players can't hit up as much. But in a perfect world, I would love if they could have done it more. And in fact, our original plan had more than doubled the targets that you see today. We just didn't have the time to work on it. That's just a, a reality of game design sometimes is we don't have an infinite amount of time. We're constricted, and issues come up, and we have to kind of cut things back as needed. So unfortunately, those buckets did need to get trimmed back, and that's
0: the result. It's as simple as that. So that that is a plausible explanation on on the the larger gaps between the targets, and and I accept that, but it still doesn't necessarily address the the problem of warp locks. Even if a player felt like they could hit that next level target, which it sounds like you want them to do, you are encouraging them yeah. to get creative and and hit that target. The game's core mechanics are literally prohibiting them from doing that. Is there? a workaround for that. The warp range is what I'm referring to. There's nothing they can do. Absolutely nothing. Like, as an Ops 39, to get to the 45 uncommon, it it is prohibitively impossible. The game does not allow them warp range 80. Like, not even with a disco. Not even with warp crew. Can't happen. So, how do do those players engage with a larger target? Is there a warp range... Uh, modification that can be made to the systems. And I'm and by the way, I, I'm a smart guy. I'm gonna guess no. Because they're not in self-contained space like ba- but like the Bajoran ones were. These are part of existing systems that already have warp ranges. So you would have to change multiple systems worth of warp ranges just to make the systems available. How do we address this?
2: That's exactly right. Um because they're integrated into existing systems, we can't we don't have as much free reign. We actually did Nerf them once throughout development, they were higher and we try to bring it down as much as we reasonably could. Um, unfortunately it probably won't change, uh, the buckets and the hitting up is not going to be as much of a thing you can do with this loop. Unfortunately, that's just, it's just the reality because they're placed in space and we can't change those other systems. They are, they are what they are. As long as you're able to hit the intended target at your level, that's what matters. So it is unfortunate that we lose all, some of the punching up and the creativity there, but it was it was an unfortunate unfortunate necessity of our development time in this case and where we place those systems. It was just a constraint, and I don't think there's anything we can do about it. And I apologize for it, but I get the, the pain point, and we could try to, to plan ahead some, in the future and have this not happen. But I will say we knew this would, to some extent, happen because it happened with the Bajoran and we addressed it. This was kind of our best bet at making it work with what we had in front of us. Hmm.
0: And that is a little bit disappointing to hear. (laughs)
2: It is. I I get it. But listen, it's not like you can't fight what you intended to fight. It just means that you can't push beyond where we intended you to push, which I I think uh, unfortunate, but fair. Like that's fair. You weren't supposed to go there, right? Um, Your ships aren't meant to go there. And therefore, they can't go there. So it would be nice if they could, but it's just a constraint of the game of where we put the systems.
0: Mm-hmm. We, there's not much we can
2: actually do about that unless we add new research or something, which
0: at some point I'm sure will happen. Well, the only problem that you run into with something like that, like somebody suggests an exocomp. That's fine. But But the problem you have with that is that you can't limit its scope of use. You know that exocomp then would have implications on housing system in deep space and G five. It would have implications on mining yeah. nodes in deep space and and G four areas because you can't prohibit where that exocomp can fly. Giving people increased warp range just gives them access, uh, more access to the entire map. Which whether the chat wants to believe it or not, is going to introduce more problems. Crazy enough, like that's that's like the stone in the lake where the ripples you know turn into a tidal wave across the globe like that's that's a realistic thing Uh, last question this is just a real quick easy one what are the uh, potential uh, design ideas about maybe throwing a couple of like you know nice big hostels up there so when I do die and I can't warp out because I summoned (laughs) I could just suicide instead of having to summon back it's very expensive Mr. Tiger give me something to die on please just a couple of like a you know a big nice you know Nice big red triangle in there that I can go suicide on is that a, is that a thing interesting or I never or heard the, of before,
1: uh, or the board cube that uh, blocks people from going to 50
0: yeah the, yeah we well, can bring that one back no it, it uh, from a mechanical standpoint if you haven't run into the uh, Mr. Tiger and I'll, I'll explain to you very quickly for those players who do have the warp range to punch up right like the 39 they can't get to the 45 system but me I can get to the 52 system all right but I I have to use disco. So I will summon in, but it's beyond the warp range of, of all of my ships uh, or some of them. So if I summon in, then I can't warp home, right? So if they die against the target, then they're automatically sent home. If they survive against the target, I can't get them back out. <laughs> I, have to, <laughs> I have to summon home. Yeah. So uh, now, like with the Bajoran faction there are hostels in all of those systems so if i you know survive with 5% hull then i just go smack a red and i get sent home but the fact is i can't warp out of those systems because i have now brought my system or brought my ship f- you, you, further than what you intended but but you said you like it you said you like it so you no takes back i season. do no take back yeah. season. Right? <laughs> you're cheating I am – no, don't use that word. That is an un. That is a disallowed I'm word. I'm kidding. I am using the game's mechanics and my creativity to punch up, which Mr. Tiger has officially said on the interwebs that he endorses and loves. So we're going with that. Um, I don't remember the, saying love, but we'll put it in there. I do love it. I think it's amazing. Great. I love it. There you go. Now I said it. That said, uh, it would be helpful if there were even, – even one. Just throw one in there. Something for us uh, to I don't die know, on. I like it. You don't need to sell
2: me on it, DJ. I like it. I'll talk to the team. Um, Thank I think God. that's just something we should we should just be doing, right? That's just that that's an oversight. Someone should never be stuck somewhere. That's just that's not fun, right? And paying extra. Like, what if you don't have enough currency to warp home? Like, oh, then man, my ship would be stuck
0: there for the end of time. I would have I'm to call. Oh. I'd have to call a friend. To come and kill it, you know, like, yeah, please. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm just thrilled. Like, if nothing else comes today, community, if nothing else comes and we get hostiles to suicide against in summoning systems, I call that a win. Thank you, Don't
4: Mr. You Tiger. Warnock, like, chasing you around all the time, anyways. Yeah,
0: but if he, knows, but if he knows it, Warnock. if he knows it would help me, he wouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't do it. All right. Um, let me take this opportunity to thank you. So very, very much, Mr. Tiger, for the time, even the extra time that you have so graciously granted to us. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to to freely say? You've answered all my questions. Do you have questions, or do you have anything that you would like to say to people? Um, Are are we, let me just give you the setup. Do you feel like the community is overreacting? Will month two explain a lot of this? Like, this this is part one. Part two is going to come in, and Mr. Tiger will reveal all. Um, are they overreacting? No.
2: I, I, I love the community. I, I like hearing from people. The best way for us to hear you is if you articulate your feedback well in a way that makes us think. Because when someone, like, think about it this way, when you're, when you're out and about in your life, and someone you do something to someone that they don't like, and they come and start yelling at you, Right, and they, they get furious at you, and they throw all this negativity at you, even though you were in the wrong. Um, it's hard to learn from that because you don't really quite know what's going on. You're just like you're dealing with like this big this big bomb in your face. This is someone screaming at you. But when someone says to you, "Hey, listen, man, like you really, what you did there, it really hurt me. Like I wish you wouldn't do that. And here's here's how it hurt me. You can look at that and be like, huh? Okay, I I care about you, and I care about every single player playing this game. I want to learn from why." You don't like something, right? If I look at the chat, it says, this sucks, and oh no, ha, lol, all the memes and stuff, right? And I get people are <laughs> passionate, but if you can articulate well to me why something's not working for you, I can't help but not think about that in the shower in the morning. When I wake up and I'm in the shower doing my thing, I'm like, man, that player had a really good point. How do I solve that? And that's what I wanna see from our community. And that's why I wanna jump on these things. And this is a pleasure, by the way, for me. This is not me just taking questions and taking like damage. No, 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 I like to be here, I like to hear the sentiment. I like to hear the why. I like to read the chat. I like to know what people are thinking and why. If we can dig into why you guys don't like things or you do like things, we can make a way better future. And that's what I want. That's what I want. So thank you. This is a pleasure.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so very, very much. And uh, to you as well, Mr. President, for facilitating our time together today and being present as the you know, you know why he came here, guys. He came here to be Mr. Tiger's bodyguard and referee in the event that Mr. Tiger got me as worked up about Borg no, as no. we did about assaults.
4: I Like being here firsthand for the conversation, <laughs> because a lot of times I feel like I'm sort of the the telephone guy, right, mm-hmm. relaying information back and forth. And sometimes it's nice just to be here firsthand and let. Everyone talk to each other. It's not always possible, and I love my job. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. And this time, I didn't get tongue lashed. I, I got to be honest <laughs> with
0: you. I don't even see a whole lot of uh, tongue lashing. I do see disagreement, but I, it was, it was, I, oh, I, see, I see respect. And I, I appreciate you, community, as well, for fostering uh, our guest and, and welcoming our guest and and uh, hopefully um, making him feel like this is something we can do uh, a lot in the future, coming back and having a, a – A good conversation about stuff that that may need may need explanation if nothing else so uh ladies and gentlemen live from scopely's game design department and the author not only of the beloved Jem hadar uh and bajoran faction but now of the new borg loop and some insight into what was going on when it was created and what may still be to come ladies and gentlemen mr tiger thank you sir Thank you. I will see you soon, hopefully. I hope so as well. Folks, we're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we will do uh, rejoin our panel of experts. Bubba Joe will be here, putts, I uh, believe, Karkin, hopefully, Stevens, Aaron, and you, community, on your reaction and your breakdown of the questions and answers that were just deposited into your medulla oblongata. We will find out if they hit the mark, if they're satisfactory, and what's still. Has to be done. We will do all of this coming up in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ultimate DJs. You've been listening to Game Design live on the stage of Talking Track. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will be back in a moment. Our special guest interview today brought to you by our title sponsor, allinadvertising.com. No matter your online marketing needs, All In Advertising has a solution. Visit them online today at allinadvertising.com slash talking track. Special thanks today to one of our sponsors, allinadvertising.com. Do you own a business that needs special attention with regards to your online marketing strategy and deployment? Or do you know someone who could benefit from these ever important services in today's competitive business environment? Well, you can reach out today at allinadvertising.com slash talking trek. Did you know that if you refer someone to All In Advertising that you can get paid? That's right. You can earn up to 20% of ongoing marketing services in a referral commission just by helping a friend get on their feet with online strategies. Last month, All In Advertising.com paid out over $15,000 in referral commissions, and you could buy a lot of packs with your cut. Plus, if you sign up as a business owner today, you can receive 30 free days of P PC management. That's an entire month, absolutely free. So whether you own or know someone who does, allinadvertising.com is worth the look. Visit slash talking trek to start earning more today.
5: Thanks everyone for attending the Twitter handle auction. Let's start with our first one, at Don's Big Johnson. We'll start the bidding at $2. Once again, that's at Don's Big Johnson. $100. Wow. Okay then. I have 100 going once. Going twice, sold to the man with the fluffy hair. Our next handle is atmo-money-mo-problems. $1,000. Sir, I haven't even announced the bidding price yet. I said $1,000. No way P. Puffy Diddy Daddy is getting that one. Uh, okay, fine. Going once, going twice, sold. Let's keep it moving here. Next up. At Blonde Hair Bombshell. We'll start the bidding at $2.50. One million dollars! What? Eat your heart out, T Swift. This will be verified before lunchtime. Yes. And I thought this guy was wasting his money on truth social.
0: back everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast as we come back from our first segment Bubba Joe in what I think was extremely enlightening. Um obviously some insight I believe into what may be to come. Definitely some perspective on what we have now. And I simply ask, and we do still have uh, President Echo on the stage, so I'd I'd like to involve you in this conversation here. A second, go in a second, but Bubba, let me just ask in 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 a brief wrap up. You know, take take a couple of minutes if you want. Based on what you heard, how does that affect your perception of assimilation, Part One?
1: So. There wasn't really a good opportunity to ask this but i wanted to i wanted to understand the reasoning why you have to do the research this is something we talked about before why these couldn't have been because because what the research does is it eliminates crews right it eliminates people from being useful we've talked about this extensively in the last show officers that just boost attack or boost stats in that way aren't really effective because your research is giving you this massive bonus oh oh, it also means
0: Hang on one second, Echo. Okay. Yeah, just so, one so, second. Go ahead, Baba, please.
1: So so I wanted to understand what was the reasoning behind forcing players to have to engage in that, to engage with this. Why couldn't this have been a armada with a unique uh, directive and a unique rewarding uh, reward and then that fueling its own specific uh, What? Why did we have to go through this extra fairly non-significant loop just to be able to engage in this feature so um, that was the one question i was i was hoping to have time for but it was all a very good conversation and it wasn't really a good place for me to kind of interject that in but that that would have been the one thing i would have wanted to ask
0: well, and, and I apologize. I didn't come to you because I know I know I had invited you to be here, and then we ended up running uh, into DJ's time. Uh, <laughs> the time warp happened. But, you know, listen, I, in I all fairness. You, I, I told you. I'm, in all I fairness, you 14 <laughs> minutes. That's all we went over. I went over by 14 minutes. I feel like, like that is, in my world, that's mission accomplished. Okay? <laughs> like that's, that's job well done, DJs. Um, but you know what? I will say this, Bubba. I, I was clearly wrong. I spoke to my interpretation of, of the research and my interpretation of the of the huge power gaps, and, and I felt it was in control. It was anything but. It, it was a lack of time, a lack of development, but, but to hear that he wants players being able to punch up, I might suggest in the future, Bubba Joe, if that's the design, if we want players punching up, then it might be time to start Developing our new content to include level sixty-five hostels, and 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 by the way, don't don't community, don't go crazy. But Bubba's going to tell me that's a wonderful idea, aren't you, Bubba? Uh oh, <laughs> Bubba, you're going to tell me that's a wonderful idea, aren't you, Bubba? Sorry, I was on mute because I was <laughs> taking a drink.
1: Yes, that is that is a wonderful idea. Um, now Please, why is it a wonderful yeah, idea? Took-
0: Hang on, Aaron, well, We did have
5: level 55 hostiles.
0: We didn't have level 55 hostiles before G4 came out. So there is precedent for that. All right, continue, Bubba, please.
1: So so, so well, I just so you're going to tell me it's why do we need level 65 hostiles? And I'm going to tell you we need them because this content is limited, right? This content is capped. And for the players that are already at 60, like this is all there is. And, you know... We've got, you know, Trader can do this with two ships. I can kill them with two ships, even with the rares. So the upper end of this is already very limited. We need to be thinking about having this content be larger and bigger beyond the scope of what we currently have available so that it has a longer life.
0: Well, not only that, but to give you the same opportunity at Enjoyment. As all these other players. That's what Trader was saying on the other show uh, the other day. And I wish that she had had a chance to to weigh in here. That's what she was saying. And you were saying is that for us, it is too squishy. Like there's not the same type of gameplay that Mr. Tiger literally just claimed that he admires from the community. You guys don't get to participate in. And it's You know, like. That is a piece of the G5 perspective that if game design just adopted that one line of thinking, give them the same experience, it can cost more. Fine. It's gonna. Your ships are expensive. They cost more than my cars. That's fine. But if they, if you have the experience, that's why you paid. You want that experience. So give. You need to buy a better car. Give them the, no. (laughs) No. Ford focus. Ford focus. It's got like 180,000 miles. Mr. Echo, Mr. President, apologies. Uh, you said a second ago that you have the answer regarding the charge nanoprobe research. I'd like to ask you about that and then kind of come back into maybe an area that you can't speak to super well, but, but the design and, and like where G five, like they are capped. There is no punch up. If game design loves this mentality of exploration and, and pushing boundaries, should there be targets available for those players to do that with?
4: I mean, yeah, so I'm going to answer both these things to the best of my abilities. Now, the research, from my understanding, is because of the Vidar. So these were balanced, the Borg spheres in a way that we didn't want everyone to, like, you know, first ship in your fleet that's doing the most damage to these um, Solar Armand targets, the Vidar. Right, So they're balanced in a way so that it's hot, stronger than the Vidar, but by doing that, it makes all of your other core sh- ships like, very weak. So research needed to be added to basically punch your ships up enough to go against these while making it so the Vidar isn't, the, if so, de facto for solar models. All right, let me, let me step back.
0: I want to try to interpret this in, in my head because I'm, I'm struggling. Are, are you saying – because you came on this show at the beginning of the month and you said, listen, I don't think the Vidar is what you're going to want to use against these. Are you saying right. that that this research was meant to standardize our other ships as compared to the Vidar so that we could use three ships instead of having three Vidars? Like, it, it, was that a piece of this equation? Because you, you said the Vidar shouldn't be used. But now you're saying that the other research were standardized to the Vidar. Is the Vidar a proper ship to use against these targets?
4: The Vidar baseline, like for 35s and stuff, is. But as you know, Vidar has a massive bonus to hitting Borg targets, right? So that bonus, I mean, I don't know the math. You guys are the math people, so you can probably tell me if I'm incorrect or not. But to my understanding, the amount of health and the damage that the Vidar does to Borg generally, obviously like not in all cases, but generally are stronger than a lot of other ships. Like there is no 60 Borg probe, right? But like, if I think about like my Saladin at, you know, 27 or whatever versus like my Vidar, like it quickly became that the Vidar was better than my Saladin. Right. So if you scale all of that up, in the beginning, the, if we didn't add this research, the Vidar would be like the if so de facto ship for a long period of time, which is what I'm assuming Mr. Tiger didn't want. He wanted you to be using different combinations of ships and your faction ships for your level. So they added research to sort of punch everything up with the scaling to keep it on par with the solo armada targets, even though they are a lot stronger. Because you, you see the health amounts and people punching up already. Am I explaining this well or is it terrible? Ask Bubba,
0: because so, I, I, <laughs> so, I, I think, I, think so, I hear what you're first saying. Off,
1: but, first off, the problem with your, your supposition here is that the Vidar was built to be basically a level 33 ship, right? It was not built to be a G4 ship or a G5 ship. So even if it is your ipso facto default ship for targeting these armadas it's going to be even more limited by range. So it might be your de facto ship for a 35. It's not going anywhere close to G-Force.
4: Space. Uh, there's a piece that's missing, and it's the foundational piece, right? Like this is part one. This is the foundation. So bringing the ships up to this power with this research and how they balanced the spheres is all setting up the foundation for other stuff coming. Okay. That's one. Okay.
1: So I have not. I have not said this to Echo. So can I have thirty seconds? Of DJ? course. Oh,
4: Absolutely. Yell me again. Do it. He's gonna yell at me again. I'm not <laughs> gonna yell at you.
0: Yell at him. I'm just kidding. Don't. Don't. Okay. Go ahead, Bubba.
4: Over
1: a year ago, it was let loose that there was some excitement over a. Disco A, and a Vidar A, and a Franklin B. And the overwhelming response to that intentional or unintentional slip-up was, do not do this. There was not a single response in the affirmative. So if you're telling me that we're about to get a Vidar A to help us punch up to bigger targets...
4: No, I am no, no, not.
1: You're not telling me anything today because you're not saying anything. I'm saying that is the. To to take that feedback a year ago and then still move in that direction is extremely disappointing. Sure. What I all heard I is we say... did the
4: research so that we didn't have to do a Vidar A, so that you could use all your ships at the same level that the Vidar A, quote unquote, would be accessed at. I, I kind
0: of agree, Karkin. I, I just hope that that's their intent as well. You know, like, like you know, with some of the stuff that, that he kind of teased at coming next month. Let's talk about the pain points. All right. Warp range, but he says, like, nothing we can do about that. So that was not a part of of the mechanics of this loop.
1: Bart. Well, and I'd like to address something on that, if you don't mind. So people in the chat were like, we need a warp range exo for the same reason they can't exactly for the same reason you can't just lower all the warp ranges going into those systems Mm -hmm. you can't do a warp range exo like i understand you think that's very very smooth and easy and very quick quick to implement first off we've been kind of given the hint that it's not easy to implement exos in the first place that is not a solution that's not going to be a solution for the same reasons that they can't just lower all the ranges on the systems so unfortunately that's not
4: not likely to happen. Exo tech. While like, it seems really like easy on the surface, it's actually like more complex just because there's so many variables, like docking ships versus not, and the prerequisites and the requirements. Like it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting to talk to the engineers about that stuff. I, I want to come um, back to that here in a moment. As uh, far as yeah, the docking thing. I want to speak on the 65 ships. If you don't mind DJ, sure. just because if that was the other thing I wanted to talk yeah, about. that then I actually kind of have to jump Um, so I actually saw the same thing literally yesterday, believe it or not, you know, I've made some friends playing this game and, um, I was, I saw somebody with two full loot crews. They were running the the D space nine Dax crew with Dax and captain. They were running five, six con, and then they were running Jordy crew with, um, Picard and Bev and the, um, sidecars. And they were using um, their two G5 rares, the Federation the Klingon. What are they called again?
0: The Klingon one is, is the Cove Sumpek. Yep, that
4: one. And then the Federation the one, the, the, the closer. Closer. yeah. And the third ship was Defiant. And Defiant died, obviously, but their Crozier and their Sompak, like, we're fine. Uh, fight one like 10 rounds. And we were like sort of scratching our heads about it. And I'm like, I'm wondering why this is. And I don't know if this is correct. This is just where my head went to, right? Is if you, and I, I can see why this might be flawed too. But like if you go and you hit one of these targets and you invest all of your epic directives and you get killed, that's a terrible experience and feeling, Right. Like, we 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 heard Tiger say it, like, we don't want people investing 15 days into something like this, go up against it and get swatted out of the sky. But your points are totally valid that because of that, we aren't letting the G5 players punch up and experiment and try different things and do cool things like that. And... I can totally understand where you're coming from. And you already said that we've seen, you know, um, five levels higher than whatever the max level that is currently implemented in the game. So probably not a tech issue. It might be like a bucket issue and a timing thing. Like um, Tiger was saying, like, do we have enough time to make this many buckets of ships? Um, but I think it's a totally reasonable request, especially like, you know, if you can get by with two Luke crews and your G four rares, like, Where's why the challenge? Get, yeah. yeah, where's the yeah. challenge? Where, where, where's the min maxing? Where's the crew thought? And I know that, and again, I'm not trying to say your point, Bubba Joe, with the research isn't a good one about taking away some of the crews. I'm just sort of explaining what I understand about just like Borg stuff because it's super inflated. They wanted to keep the Borg all in line. And so, because all those numbers are baseline inflated, they wanted to just scale up the ships so that they the Borg targets felt the same universally. Um, but I think it's totally reasonable to ask for something harder like let people that are like invested in all this time into becoming extremely strong have the same sort of trials that everyone else is having while they're getting to that
0: i I think that i, like I, I think that would a actually. Better. I, I don't know. I'm not a G5 player. And, and again, I, I you know, Bubba, we always come back to this and I, and I don't want to today. But, Neither am I. But, but, right, but I, I want to summarize this with, and I don't know, G5 could, could tell me yay or nay. I think if you think about that in design, like not stopping the content at, at 60, but you think about presenting players with the same kind of challenges that you're expecting G3 and G4 players to experience, I think there is a great deal of attitude shift amongst G5 players if you give them something fun to do. I, I don't know. I, is that wrong, community? Like you G5s, if if you had something that, that kicked your butt a little bit harder that made you enjoy the strategy of it, that's what Trader said the other day. There is no strategy. She shows up with two loot crews and she's done. Like, would you yeah, prefer definitely. that? I don't know. Captain Andrew Stevens says that. Yes, I want a harder target and I want to be paid for it. I want to be rewarded for it. And he shows right here, Echo, look at that. Send that to Design. A single ship against the highest target you've got in the game. And he took 25% damage. One shipping. The largest target you got in no. the game. They're too I, squishy. I,
1: I, so so let's, let's let's just so. <laughs> I happen to know this player outside of this chat. Do you notice that's a tier nine to Derrida?
0: I know that. I'm just saying. Like, uh, Okay. Listen, <laughs> nobody in G5 got there by finding change on the street, Bubba Joe. You guys all spent money. Okay? Now, maybe he's <laughs> I, no, maybe he's I, spent I'm not, more money. I'm
5: not.
1: I'm not, I'm not weeks. I am not. I'm not shaming the spend whatsoever. I'm just saying there are not a lot of players with a tier nine to their
0: I get that, Bubba. But there are a lot of players <laughs> like you and Trader who can two-ship it and crew doesn't matter. He's only yes. exaggerating your yes. point. And the point is the same. You guys want something interesting. You guys want actual content to engage and play and think about and be rewarded for. How fun is it for him yes. to show up with one ship and get paid the same as as anybody else, despite the fact, Bubba, that he has a Tier nine to Daredex. The experience... It, it, yep. I get that there's different generations and different spends and all that stuff, but the experience should be at least targeted Universal. universally. Yeah. I get the same oh. amount of fun that's, that Captain Andrew Stevens gets and that Trader gets oh. and that Bubba gets. And that is a, a consistent a constant complaint that comes out of the upper generation is that it's mindless. Um, I want to yeah, come back. I'm to. With that one. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. I don't want to come back to, to uh, something that you kind of brought up a little bit ago with regards to how this arc is going to develop. And and again, you, you will likely not share a lot of details with us. And I, and I get that. Um, I, I feel like the areas of focus, some of the problems, Bubba, that we brought up with Mr. Tiger Karkin, I agree, I think, with your assessment, and I'd like to ask the chat, maybe Bubba, you heard something different and and Echo's not probably going to be able to comment unless you care to stimulate some conversation. I did not actually hear aside from that like that one joking little line i didn't I don't think I heard too many of these mechanics that would typically be solved by a vidar a Bubba. we talked about hostels uh, we talked about grind time i i think there's a simple autonomy. solution to that add more hostels right like add the higher autonomy. level hostels that pay more as you scale up just like everything else I, how many of us how many of us would still be complaining about the amount of time it takes to grind a million probes if we had level 40 plus board probes that dropped 30,000 per per hostel and then you had the exos i mean I, I think this is a problem of time scaling and therefore hopefully potentially bandwidth. They had a lot of hostiles then they had fleet commanders they had to put out. If you just add extra hostiles and and you use these exos, and then you take a look at maybe some of the officers or additional exos, or researches anything you can do to enhance the original Vidar, Bubba Joe, without replacing it. I feel like there's a way to do that, Echo. It. it Again, I know you're probably very limited in what you can say, but I yeah. think a lot of problems here get solved by expanding the abilities of what we have without requiring the ship that nobody, quote-unquote, that nobody wants.
4: Right, and we we saw, you know, with that research, it, expanding your fleet's capabilities. And again, I'm not game design, but I know that i know this just from like playing games in a consistency standpoint right like if you have hostiles like board cubes board probes set at a certain power scale like it feels really weird if you look at a board probe and say it's you know x million and then you look at a solo armada and it's like 10 percent higher it's like well why, why is this a solo armada then right like they wanted to keep that sort of power scaring universal and I think we all know that that power scaling isn't reflective of where ships were before that research came out, right? Am I incorrect there?
0: No, no. I, I It's been three years.
4: No, we can be honest, DJ, we can be honest here. I'm trying to explain this like in a way that my brain, it makes sense, but I'm not sure if I'm getting my point across.
0: I think it's challenging to take a three-year-old ship... And adapted to new content, which is why you guys have leaned on the A model a great deal, and and I understand that. But well, I
4: just did research specifically that like gave you the bonuses towards Borg solar model targets. Like, isn't it like four thousand percent or something like that? thirty five
0: thousand. for for this. But but here's the problem: that research is specific to Borg spheres. It doesn't say Borg probes. It doesn't say Borg targets. It says spheres now. No new Borg probes were added yet. Well, that would be uncharacteristic, but it would be welcome because that, Bubba, in my mind, would eliminate the need for a Vidar A. It would make the Vidar into a Vidar A, essentially, by giving it 35,000% against all Borg targets and then introducing a new generation of level 35 plus borg hostiles that are out of this world stupid in power but that with that research that hopefully everybody's already done now makes borg grinding bearable or or even tolerated or or, or god forbid i'm going to cr- use a crazy word community enjoyable because i can go in and and hit Five minutes worth of hostels and come home with a million loot. That's what I want. That's what we all want. You, you see what I'm saying? And, and I think, Bubba, that particular method, of which there are probably many variations, Mr. President, but I think that's just one way that you could avoid a Vidar a, and still introduce new content and still keep players engaged at a quote-unquote reduced grind. Bubba, when three Apex Mantis uh, – Apex – well, you're not the right person to ask. chat, uh, <laughs> because he's still using the big ships. When three, when three Apexes I came out
4: – you know I'm sorry, you broke up. Go ahead. What? I said Bubba still hate the Mantis grind. I know that you hated it when it first came out. <laughs> he doesn't you, hate you it as much,
0: but I he still don't. doesn't use the Mantis for it. He's still using a big ship. That way he can do it like once or twice That's a month so- and then be done. Which makes sense, by the way. Got it. Okay. You can do it once or twice a month. I'm I'm me on the other hand I'm doing. I'm doing, I'm doing it almost I, every what day. What I will
1: say what I will say is if I had to do the mantis grind with the mantis, I would not do it. Right. And I still have that position.
0: So that's why I don't think Bubba would, would answer this next question objectively, but chat, Apex right now may take you what, ten minutes per cell? Like is that a generally accepted number? I know some people are less. Um, I don't think many people should be more than that. Is ten minutes per per cell an acceptable number for for Mantis? So if if on your worst day, Exo's making it faster, by the way. But on your worst day, a Borg cell take ten minutes or less. To me, that becomes more acceptable. Not only that, but I can alternate my days. Like I don't have to do Borg every day. There will eventually be a little bit of surplus. Like now, I'm I'm currently holding like 600,000 Venom. I don't have to do Mantis today. You know? So, I won't. That's a day that I could go do Borg. If, let me just ask, without a, a Vidar A and with larger targets and combined with, keep this in your mind, because the, there is one thing that I fully 100%, like, Totally endorse Mr. Tiger's design on these EXOs. I've been praising these since day one, Bubba. Ain't nobody going to change my mind. I already, It's happening for me on my account, and I'm seeing it start to develop for other players. These EXOs are going to be in, in good supply. If you combine all of these tools and you spend five to ten minutes per cell or per day doing Borg, like, does that make it acceptable? And in my mind, I believe that it does. I'm just curious what the chat says.
4: For 40 plus, if you have access to the rare and epic pulls to allow you more access
0: yeah. to the exocomps. Yeah. Well, of course, you did oh. you did hear me say I'd like to bump that down. I'd like the I'd like the 35 through 39 to get access to the rares. I really would. And and it doesn't sound like he was against that, Karkin. It doesn't sound like he was against that because he he wanted the 35 through 39 bracket, albeit probably unsuccessfully did you hear the challenge he threw down Bubba you will likely not necessarily have the power to do it but I would love to let you try if 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 that is rare. if that's a legitimate position from game design then I would very much Mr. President like to see the 35 through 39 get access to that rare
4: chest yeah I was surprised that wasn't a question that came up it, we did talk about it, Goofball. No, I know. <laughs> we did. I could have sworn I don't remember specifically you, you asking why rare directives weren't available to. It was 35%. at the beginning. Well, it was at the beginning.
0: Well, and rare, rare directives are available to 35 through 39. That was something I praised because he did do that. What's not available is the rare loot exchange. So they can get the directives, oh, right. they can go kill the targets. Right. But they can't spend the loot. Right. And by right, doing right, so, right. by doing so, they can't actually get that guaranteed officer reward, which I got to right. think is... Is anybody in disagreement that the officers are probably the most valuable piece in these in these exchange chests? I, I think they are for me. Now, Bubba, you might feel differently. You might like the Rodinium. Crazy. Uh, Karkin, a lot of G5 players I've talked to are really not unhappy about the rodenium. Like, that is apparently something they really need. So, you know...
1: Well, I mean, we have a lot more research that's open to us. Yeah. Right? You guys... Not you guys. Other players are running into, oh, I need to be Ops 46 for this, or I need to be Ops 44 for this, or I need to be Mm -hmm. Ops 48 for this. And you stop, and you you advance the tree as far as you can go. We can take this tree all the way through, right? And so, you know... And and those 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 researchers get into thousands of Rodinium a, a shot. So yes, absolutely running out of Rodinium.
0: So I think that's a good so, thing. But I think for the broad the broadest section of the community, Rodinium aside, Bubba Joe officer sourcing God, that's a, that's a day one complaint in this game. So
1: well, it's it's officer sourcing and the directive sourcing, right? That's you know, if mm-hmm. this had been um, closer to the regular Armada chess, where you're getting you know one tenth. Of a start right you know from six chests as opposed to one i think that the directive sourcing they deployed here just like they did for the dominion is the correct way to source it engages you in the loop it rewards you for going into the loop the deeper you go into the loop the further you can go into the loop so right. i i think this is definitely a significantly better sourcing model for directives than the regular armadas hopefully it's something they will try and retrofit onto regular Ramada's at some point in the future.
0: Well, and and let me expand on that. Um, I believe that this is the proper mechanic and the proper engine, but I do still have that question mark floating above my head on the balance of the cost. But it sounds like Echo has a surprise in store for part two.
4: I have no surprises. I'm just saying that I – I see and hear all the concerns, and I've been talking with the team about this, and I think that I'm hopeful. I'm never going to say I'm excited ever again about anything, (laughs) so everyone's aware. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that— Learning he does. (laughs) I'm hoping that a lot of the concerns that people have currently will be addressed in some fashion throughout this arc. I think that's fair to say, right? You not know, giving away things. Yeah, it's, no, it's talking was, about the points.
0: I will say that I'm I'm curious how much more you guys think you can pull off knowing that this arc ends next month. Like it's only a two-month arc. You let that slip. You told the entire community that this was a two-part series. I
4: don't remember that.
0: Okay. Um Okay. You you, you also confirmed there was no event store in February. So let me jog your memory. That being said, like, I just wonder how much more, Bubba, they could pack in. Like, is this, if you look at January from, you know, from an aerial view, there's a lot going on. Right now, whether or not it all works perfectly, or it's balanced, or this or that, but I mean, you know, fleet commanders and skill points and credits and XP and Borg and primes and and probes and exos and new spheres and I mean, there's a lot of pieces here. And you do the same kind of thing in February, Echo. You're going to end up putting out more stuff in these sixty days than you did all in freaking twenty two, combined. Like, is that Boy, reasonable think- to expect from your team that? That February is going to introduce as much new stuff as January
1: did? You, you heard it here, five specialty ships next month, because we got to exceed 22.
4: Yep. <laughs> five specialty ships all next month. Um no, I'm just so I think that last year was very interesting because you know, I was here since April, but a lot of new things technology-wise came out. Right? There were a lot of things that were brand new from the ground up created which we did with fleet commanders here to an extent, but it was based off of pre-existing tech. And a lot of the things that were also packed in here were based off of things that were already created that we knew how to manipulate and use. So it really depends like how much like feature content is in an update is based off of like, do we have the thing already to make it work or do we have to build the thing to make it work? So not giving any spoilers away, that's what's going to depend on next month, right? You'll see generally one of those two things and as you've seen our team is growing um team is getting more efficient and better quality out i mean i think we can i hopefully people can say that these past few months uh releases have been much smoother than they were you know back in from like june till what it was like june to september june to august june to august sure if you
0: skip over the entire assaults feature then yeah maybe sure I don't know if I'm going to claim any victories. I don't know if I'm going to claim any technological victories no, just I meant, yet.
4: I meant with the I meant the launch of the update with the minimal addition of new bugs <laughs> or issues. All right. We'll we'll hey, we'll dog keep, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep watching.
5: You,
4: know, we'll,
5: you don't think uh, so? Tell me. So I, to, be, I, to
0: be fair, I think that, that you show promise, but but can I be blunt? Has it been better over the last even 60 days uh, or six months uh no i don't think you're there yet i don't think you get to claim that yet uh last okay. month well, assaults, right. broke assaults broke so the game assaults broke the game Alliance lion starbases blocked access to the game i don't i don't think you get to gloss over that one to be honest with you but
1: okay. in terms of but in terms of like they launched a patch and it crippled the game. We had a couple of months like that last year. So that's true. is that what happened part. last month better than that? Well, sure. But that's <laughs> that's such a terrible score. It's like yes, you got a fifty yeah. on the test instead of a twenty-five, but it's still not good.
0: <laughs> you know, twice as good vision. as you were. I might point out that you've had to cancel incursions twice now because of a recurring technical problem. So again, I, I that got fixed
4: yesterday. yesterday what that got fixed yesterday.
0: Okay, great. Appreciate that um you know no I I understand yeah yeah I just think it's a little early I think it's a little early to start waving that victory flag okay just a little bit let's let's take a look at a couple of months let's look at a couple of months and see how see how things go before we start being like yeah we're we're doing great everything's golden and amazing and you know (laughs)
4: <laughs> let's just I'm hold your horses there okay <laughs> yeah, bring me back to reality right? <laughs> just, this, just this just to...
0: <laughs> i love you buddy i just i'm just trying no, to i'm just trying no, to keep it real with not... you buddy. No,
4: i i want you to keep it real with me all um, right yeah no. and so
0: i
1: i have a question if i may since echo yeah, is here so and dj
3: for a
0: meeting I know you got to go, which is why I'm going to have Bubba go quick, and then I've got three rapid fires for you just on housekeeping. Go ahead, Bubba Joe, very quick.
1: Can you tell me where in the game I can get rare skill points? In packs. Rare
4: skill points right now are Earth through packs. The way to get rare skill points through, like, you know, gameplay means is going to be introduced soon. And. I will hopefully have information to share on that very soon. Now, okay. the
0: reason I think he's asking that, and, and and forgive me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there they are, Bubba. They're in the Fleet Commander Skill Points yeah. Elite Bundle. That That's the only place yep. you can get them right now. They are they a are pack yeah, currency at the, as of this time. That All right. Uh, just correct. a couple of follow-up items very quickly. Mr. President, you had mentioned that you were having some traction with potentially assisting some players. With Infinitus skin shards uh,
4: this month, where
0: are you on this journey?
4: The Arc Runner is very confident in an SLB for it. That is an opt-in only, or is going to be something that is I don't know if we have the tech for it. You are arguing with me that you think we do, but it's either opt-in or will only be targeted towards people that don't have the Infinitus skin.
0: The reason uh-huh. I say you have the tech is because we've seen it with like Jelly and, and the Stella skin yeah. where like people don't get it. But the Infinitus skin, Bubba, we've talked about this. As, as much as we think they might have it, that particular skin may not be coded for the hook. So that's why he says they may not have it. Obviously, he knows that it works with Jelly and Stella because we talked about that. Right. The Infinitus skin may not be coded in such a way that it can be a, a, a qualifier for an event. And, and especially because... That wasn't necessarily planned going into this arc. I think that's something that Echo's working on trying to do as player-initiated feedback. But that means they're going to have to fly. Uh, they're going to have to run on the fly. In, so. A, so just uh, just give it to everyone. Give it to everybody. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
0: How about a how about a, well how about a gift chest of twenty five shards? The whole thing in this skin. Twenty five. No, no, not the whole thing. Twenty five. Twenty five as a gift chest. Just hey, you know, hey, oh, I got it. Hey, community. Dear community. Hold on. Oh, Bubba, I've got this. This is so good. Somebody somebody (laughs) clip this, okay? Dear community, this is your friendly neighborhood, President Echo. I failed at the beginning of the arc to point out the subtle nuances of Assimilation Part 1. What we have released to you are indeed the essential building blocks for an amazing year of content. Assimilation part two is going to see a more complete and more detailed mechanic of what we envision for this loop moving forward. The challenges that you're facing this month are indeed the first steps and the building blocks to what we hope is a great engaging new feature moving forward throughout 2023. We have heard your feedback. And we understand that there are some players struggling with various aspects of this feature. But know that there is a plan and that many of these concerns may be addressed by future loops, tools, and mechanics that are introduced as soon as February. In the meantime, we appreciate you sticking with us. We thank you for finding some of these problems that we still have yet the opportunity to correct and improve for players moving forward. Please accept this gift chest of 25 Infinitus Shards for being so kind and patient as we begin to flesh out our 2023 content. Sincerely yours, Mr. President Echo. Now, somebody tell me, Bubba Joe, that that wasn't worth freaking a million dollars right tell
4: me that that wasn't worth 25 infinity shards huh you could literally write my announcements and scripts for me you're my new press secretary my script writer.
0: <laughs> listen some of the community will tell you before I before you showed you up it, before you me. showed up i wrote all the official announcements okay like this is, some people don't know that all right but before you got here like i wrote a lot of that stuff and and by the way even sure. i failed Even I failed, Bubba Joe, when when people misunderstood something or if I wrote something and somebody took it the wrong way, I had to own it because I wrote it. You know, I'd be like, okay, my bad. That's not exactly what I meant. What I meant was this. And and community, you remember. Do you remember a year ago? I might have put out an announcement. You're like, okay, well, that's stupid. And I'm like, okay, well, I wrote it. And they were like, well, this was probably not the right way to say that. And and you know, I had to learn with that. But do you guys remember I had to do a lot of that stuff? Do you remember you remember Bubba Joe when yeah, I, when Live Ops actually scolded me for including that, that everybody should eat their broccoli in an official announcement? Like I got in trouble, Echo, for reminding people to well, eat their broccoli. What if they're
4: allergic?
3: Who's allergic to broccoli?
0: Is that a thing? It's possible. Can you be allergic? allergic to Can you be allergic to broccoli? <laughs> yes oh, no. oh is that a thing can you really <laughs> okay well don't eat broccoli if you have adverse side effect reactions it, it didn't add in your announcement eat your broccoli unless you have an adverse reaction then please don't eat your broccoli. But, yes I'll, I'll modify that moving forward but yeah no listen there's there's your avenue okay i mean you, you've, got you've got a way you've, got, you've, got,
4: you've got a reason you've got you've got a reason this is my argument okay and people might smite me and that's okay this is where i am coming from and why i am actually in favor of an slb instead of just giving 25 shards to everyone okay one you have the infinite skin already so 25 shards are just something that's clogging up and in your inventory that you're never going to use they actually don't show an inventory but continue really
0: they just show up um they just show up in the in the shards section. It's not actually your inventory, but okay, continue. Oh, got me. I
4: don't have I don't have enough backlog of skin shards. My bad. Okay, second point. If we give twenty five, there how many there's going to be people in here that are like, I needed twenty six. We know that for a fact. <laughs> Right. they so just giving everybody 25 doesn't fix the problem.
0: You know what? If they're more than 26 away, then they probably haven't really been like engaging with the return of the Mega Cube events and things like that. I'm sure. not, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying like if I'm being, if I'm being sure. a little Absolutely. bit fair from Scopely's perspective, like 25 should cover most people who have really been working on it for a while. What I'm just saying. saying.
4: I'm 28, 45, 14, 50. So this is the other side of the thing. With an SLB, because of the rewards and the placements you, especially if we make it so it's only targeted the people that don't have it, if that's possible, or opt in at the very least, you can target exactly the amount of shards you need, right? And hopefully, here's the hope, because there's no reason to go past it. Like, why would someone place first in this SLB if they don't need it? Okay, all right, I'll and get And it's given another way for people to invest their materials and progress, while getting returned and paid for it, okay. I feel like an SLB gives more options to get the exact amount of shit. Uh, sh- shit uh, <laughs> shark. <IQ. laughs> Somebody give me a give me a little pod marker right
0: there. We just got echo to cuss on stream. Did you guys hear that? that. He just did it. He cussed on stream. <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. All right. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll I'll endorse your move with the following conditions. Okay. okay. It is not a paid well, currency. It is not well, a-, if it's a domination style with ship XP. Oh, he's tempting me with that, Bubba Joe. Right, hold hey. on. I must I must confer with my colleagues. Community, would a domination leaderboard decently tightly bracketed? Would that work for for shards? Okay, uh, abs- Okay, sorry, vetoed, vetoed, Mr. President. I, re- I returned I return to no. I return to Everyone's my original gonna conditions.
4: Ask. Everyone's going to ask for an SMS, but
0: everyone no, knows I, that No, amount- I'll, I'll go with an SLB. But here's how it's got to be. Okay, not on a paid currency, so not materials. The community's saying not on Latinum. I I, I think you guys are being a little bit too picky. I think I'd be good with the domination. Uh, I, I I don't know. Do you guys think that those shards are worth ultras? We haven't had an ultra auction in like six months, Echo. So that could maybe work. All right. But me personally, don't do any paid currencies. Don't do any sell gated or time locked currencies. So don't grind bored, which is going to feel very uh, unnatural, right? Like we're going to let somebody, but it needs to be a grinders event, effort based, so that people have no restrictions. On investing the amount of time necessary to get what they need. The what other if
4: people don't want to grind and they what if people would rather spend materials just to be done with it?
0: If they are willing to spend, put it in a pack. Do you mean that's like why pack? that's why spenders buy packs, so they don't have to grind. I've always said I am fine with you monetizing this game, but you got to do so well, in such a careful way. Spending well, should avoid like grind.
4: Spending should avoid like, grind. That's it. Right. I agree. I, I'm saying what if someone would rather invest materials than grind probes? Or if you're going to do that as a secondary standard. option, if
0: you're going to do it as a secondary option to a grinder's mechanic, then so be it. But it can't be the only one because then you will eliminate the non-spenders. This has well, to be available to everybody. Isn't it the exact
4: same thing as putting in ship XP because you can go grind ship XP?
0: I mean, I gotta be honest with you. Personally, I think I personally would have been fine with the domination, but the, the, you saw the chance. You saw it, the chance.
4: Hitting, hitting hostiles is the same thing as getting ship XP. Did he just cuss? And that's him? a grinding event. Instead of putting in a mechanic on hostile kills, which if you're just AFK farming and like doing revenge farming, like you're not putting in the effort for it. You, you said, DJ, that someone should have to put in the effort for it. The time. Revenge farming is not putting in the time. <laughs> I
0: am fundamentally okay with with earning things. I am okay. I'm fine with that. But my my big uh, thing I is know here. Dom- I know the tricks. I play the game. Domination is a tricky one because it's very borderline on whether or not you consider that stuff paid material. Like, if for somebody to be able to do it with platinum for Bubba, okay, that that is essentially by definition it's a paid event. You know, for lower level players who aren't converting with platinum, there's a very limited supply of that stuff and you can only buy more. You know what I'm saying? You can only buy more Latinum. Now to, to someone like Bubba who's got fifty million lat I mean I, even I'm sitting on a couple million right now. I you, you see what I'm saying. Like I just want to be real careful not to blur those lines on what I want to be more broadly available to the community.
4: Um I, I understand. Yeah. And compromises when both sides are unhappy to extend I'm going to do my best to speak with the arc runner. Everyone that's saying SMS, SMS is never... When has an SMS ever paid out a full ship skin? DJ? No, no. And, and, why and, and not a Maru? I, you, I like the idea. The concern is how long it takes to create one of those and balance yeah, it. there's a lot of milestones. A it's already created for an SLB. I'm not saying it's not possible, but... Oh, my God. Oh my I'm God. I know what to do. Out. And if we're going to do both, that's even... Okay no I have oh it more. I have it I have it.
0: This is not topical community. This is not topical, okay? But it, it you know what? It is in the shoot already, Mr. President. <laughs> Bubba's, oh, gosh. Bubba's gonna. he's he's already strapping on his gloves to come and beat me. Community? There is a solo leaderboard or uh, sorry, a Kobayashi Maru event already in the uh in the historical database for oh God for, it's the worms, for hitting dude. worms.
3: Just just
0: saying, how bad do you really want? How bad do you really want that skin,
3: people? I'm just saying, how bad do you really want it? (laughs) You already
4: know it's not arc related hostiles you're gonna have people hit worms at a borg event i'm just saying that,
0: that really? event, it's easy it's already in there and it's gonna drive engagement and you know I, i'm just saying i'm just throwing out ideas That's i'd all. rather not have
4: the skin than go look, hit worms look okay at the chat. look at the chat though
0: but that means that it's yeah, not worth it to yeah. you the echo listen yeah. here's the key
4: uh, yeah, I'm sure your kids at one point said that they want more chocolate bars and then they got sick and threw up all over themselves.
0: Worms aren't going to make me sick in this video game. I, only if I literally actually will. eat worms. I'll all I'm saying is if you this is the point. <laughs> this is a perfect if response. You, I'll do it and I'll hate you for it. If you don't find the value in the in the reward, then you won't do it. But if you do, this is exactly, Bubba, what we were just talking to Mr. Tiger about. Like if you want to do it, if you find value in it, you will get through it. Because let the me, reward
4: brings it back. Let me ask. I'm not promising anything. I think we have options on the table, but I do think that <laughs> there <You're- laughs> we are actively talking about a way to get people the infinite of the skin that want to invest the time, the resources. Or just give it to it them. <laughs> Just give it to him, but though. Jorg yeah, is
0: like, somebody is disconnect point. DJ's microphone right now. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just saying. Like, they keep coming at me with reasons why they can't. I'm just telling them how they can. That's all. That's all.
4: I know. I know. No. Echo, that is, Echo you, could have been,
1: you could have been on time
0: to your meeting
1: if you'd have just taken my exception. <laughs> by, my my <laughs> recommendation and <laughs> oh, ran.
4: No, I was have time to, like, crap, get another cup of coffee, you know, situate myself. But now, what are the other two housekeeping items, DJ? Oh, my God. Infinity Skin. Infinity Skin.
0: What was the other one? No, we know the Treasury's oh. coming. That wasn't it.
4: Oh, 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 paired
0: SMS this week. You guys are, uh, by the way, I think most people, I, I will say this, community. I, I I don't say this very often, Bubba, but I was a little bit disappointed. All right. The weekend of the cross server Solo Leaderboard came out. Everybody complained. Like, literally nobody found favor with that. Echo announces the change to the Solo Leaderboard, which is so clearly, Bubba, Feedback and community-driven, and people were still very fussy about that yesterday. Like, I'm sorry. I really can't get behind that. So I am going to officially thank uh, the Scopely team for – hearing the broader community and, and flipping it to a solo leaderboard, which is what the community asked for. That being said, we have also confirmed that Gallinar has been removed from these milestones. So let me huh. add, this is going to a traditional solo leaderboard, just straight up on your own server. I presume 50 places deep, just like they always have been, and it's going to be the epic hue only. Can we uh, add a paired SMS back? Like if we're going to the normal model, We're removing the rare. Can we get the parent SMS?
4: I can ask. However, what is the big difference with officer sourcing this month compared to past months when the parent SMS always ran?
0: There is a transparent day one sourcing, which I knew you were going to go to. But I will remind you for 39 and down players everywhere that those officers are indeed not transparent nor immediately oh, day me. one available for 40 plus uh sorry
4: for so give
1: our bracket the sms and, screw the have, 40 pluses Karkin, and hey, shut
0: that the mouth <laughs> <Are>
4: there's <laughs> a stronger argument if i will ask for a paired sms because one isn't created currently because of the fact that there is guaranteed well there's visible day one sourcing for the officers which is not the norm and i think we agree i i think i'm correct in this that having Day one visible how to get an officer is better than I agree. SM. And especially
0: now that we know about the roles,
4: I am gonna also ask you, get with live
0: ops and please add the freaking info button. Like that that should sure. never this would have never been a problem if the freaking info button had been added like it should have been. That being Can't said, I will be I I actually will endorse Karkin's compromise. Community, you can be I, mad at me if you want, but I believe that it would be more fair that 39 and down get the SMS as opposed to nobody. If everybody can get it, fine. But if that's the reason that they're going to latch on to and hold on to, Mr. President, then I will maintain loudly that the 39 and down do not have said access and therefore deserve the existing model.
4: I, I agree that that is a much stronger argument to go to the ARC runner for and ask for them to put in additional overtime. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I do think it is a reasonable request that I'm more than happy to go and ask about. It. Okay, I'm good with that. Does anybody else have anything?
0: Very quickly, as we get That's ready to two, wrap two, up. I, I, well, that was two. Did anybody? I, I, I'll throw one out here, unless anybody has anything more uh, serious in the chat. Do we have any word on incursions? Well, we got you real quick. Is, is there anything rescheduled or anything in the books
4: or are, are they ready? Incursions is gonna be, as far as I'm aware, Incursions is going to be happening this month. I will get the guarantee that I will verify with dates and times. But I am 99% sure that Incursions will be happening between this arc and the next. Or this update and the next, excuse me. Okay, fair.
0: Um have do you have a confirmed treasury date? Not that it really matters. We know treasury's coming, but do you have a date? No, I don't. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm not going to push him for that. Oh, I, I do know I what know the other one was. This is the last the one, meeting. and I'm going to let you go because otherwise they're, they're just going to keep coming. But I do remember the one that I did want to ask you about. This is a a technicality, but I, I think that you would probably agree. The December bonus refinery. It's because of the holiday. It technically happened happened the first week of January, but but I think reasonable minds would agree that was still the bonus refinery, quote-unquote, for the month of December. December. So we will see one here at the end after the conclusion of this arc.
4: I would be shocked. I'm going to push and verify it for it because, again, we all... Everyone I talked to, yes, that was for December. It was the holidays. It just didn't get scheduled on time. So we pushed it out for some... Let's, let's hold ourselves to a little bit of accountability. I appreciate you being so nice about it, but you know we we promised one every month. Mm-hmm. And so we were late on that one. I feel like it's totally fair to ask for another one. I would be shocked, but again, I don't have a confirmed date or time for it, so let me ask. Okay.
0: I think that's right. I mean, if we get one between these next two arcs, I, I'm not super fussy on the date that it runs on the calendar, to be perfectly honest with the community, where it belongs is between the arcs, plain and simple. I don't care where they schedule it, but that's where it belongs. And if it happens to cross over on on the first of the month, like, I'm not going to be fussy about that. I just wanted to reiterate that the one that happened before this arc began was, in fact... The December refinery, and that between January and February's refinery, we'll get a second one, and I think that's reasonable. Okay, I you need to go. Otherwise, we'll just keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, President Echo giving way more time than, than ever was agreed, but thank you for the amazing uh, time. And, and honestly, can I, dare I say, better than average communication today, Bubba Joe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy.
4: Go <laughs> dude. i'm really trying to get less presidential answers and more information if i I don't have it i'll be honest about it Mm. but i'm also i mean i have to be thankful to all the teams because the teams are letting me annoy them and push for information and being super communicative and it's just like hopefully like mr tiger is a good example of this like all the other team members i've talked to is very similar in that way and they are planning for more communication and they want everyone to be well-informed, and it's it sucks that the uh, officer sourcing was a miss on my part. And I just didn't think to ask it because, again, this is something we've never really done in the month one before, right? So It's rare. It's rare. It's a so, great learning experience for me and for everyone else here on the team, and we can hopefully be better. And I just want to thank you, DJ, for hosting such a great forum for us to talk and have a great two-way conversation, and everyone here on the panel to talk to me and the community to bring the feedback and just yeah, don't you know, ever
0: bring up assaults and we'll all be fine. Okay. Um, assaults is so 2022, DJ. Come on. <laughs> fair. That is fair. <laughs> that's fair. Come on. Retrieving uh, points out that the end of the arc isn't until Monday, January 30th. And that's why I'm saying don't get hung up on the days, guys. Don't get hung up on the calendar day. Obviously, the bonus refinery is not going to start during the arc. Okay. I think that's reasonable to assume, which means it would have to extend till at least February 1st. Again, I'm not fussy on the date as long as it happens with the regularity that we were promised. And and I just, you know, if it happens the first week of February, so be it. I'm not. I don't think that's a a fight worth dying for here today, okay? Just throwing that out there. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, President Echo, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, Go, get out of here. I've taken so much of your time today. I appreciate
4: you being gracious with it. I appreciate all you guys. DJ, uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for letting me be here. It really means a lot. I know that I talk a lot as well. I think that's maybe why we get along so great. But um, (laughs) There's never such a thing as a five-minute phone call, Bubba. There's
0: never such a thing as a five-minute phone call with us, too. I asked uh, if we were
1: actually going to do an hour today, and you're like, oh, yes, absolutely. Limited to exactly one one actual hour.
0: That's what
4: he told me. And, me. Dude, me and DJ will be like, hey, five minutes real quick. He literally asked me this morning when I'm prepping for the show. It's never fun.
0: In fairness, that phone call wasn't that long. All right,
4: let me go back and check. No, it wasn't. But usually I'll be like, hey, can I talk to you about something, DJ? Qu- quick two-minute call. Quick ten minute journey. And I (laughs) carve
0: out an afternoon, Bubba. That's how it works. All right, get out of here. We still got stuff to do. Uh, Bubba Joe wants to draft new ships. Do you want to hang out? He wants to draft it. He wants to do another Trek uh Star Trek try talking Trek Fantasy Fleet Command. Do you want to play? Oh. Yeah. I have exactly five minutes. Oh god, I don't think that's enough time. Bubba, is that enough time?
1: No, it's it's not enough time. Do you want to do it now? You
0: want to do it before break? I really need to take a break. No, we'll do it after the break. Okay, yeah, We'll we'll do it with
1: Echo some other
0: time. All right. All right. right. You get out of here, you youngin. Thank you. Thank you. Go have your dinner. Uh, Get ready for Jeopardy. Okay. Go go on. I know your time for bed. All right. There he goes. He's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, we must take a break when we return. Uh, Talking Trek's Fantasy Fleet Command plus Talking Trek's Battleship. Bubba Joe, we're going to give a chance uh, to players to hook up with some prizes there. We did, in fact, uh, if you may notice, did call out two players yesterday, Bubba Joe, in the Battleship War Room, who I have not yet actually communicated with on their guesses, so you guys are working only with what is currently in the Battleship Clue Room, and we will give players a chance to win on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is a very special episode of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and we will return in a moment. Hang on. Our special guest interview today brought to you by our title sponsor, allinadvertising.com. No matter your online marketing needs, All In Advertising has a solution. Visit them online today at allinadvertising.com slash talkingtrek. Special thanks today to one of our sponsors, allinadvertising.com. Do you own a business that needs special attention with regards to your online marketing strategy and deployment? Or do you know someone who could benefit from these ever-important services in today's competitive business environment. Well, you can reach out today at allinadvertising.com slash talking trek. Did you know that if you refer someone to All In Advertising that you can get paid? That's right. You can earn up to 20% of ongoing marketing services in a referral commission just by helping a friend get on their feet with online strategies. Last month, All In paid out over $15,000 in referral commissions, and you could buy a lot of packs with your cut. Plus, if you sign up as a business owner today, you can receive 30 free days of people management That's an entire month absolutely free. So whether you own or know someone who does, allinadvertising.com is worth the look. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talkingtrek to start earning more this today. This program is made
4: possible in part by a grant from Scrawny Paper Towels, the thin, lightweight paper towels that fall apart when they contact moisture.
5: Think your family stinks? This is toxic. Air out all your laundry at Dirty Harry's. I think is the best way to describe it. The laundry service where no stain goes unnoticed. And it feels that way as well. Wine stains, caviar smudges, even deep stains that maybe only you can see. Dirty Harry's can clean up any mess. Well, maybe not that crazy Nazi costume you wore that one time. <laughs> we can't
4: fix everything.
5: Cut ties with all those pesky blood stains at Dirty Harry's laundry service.
0: It feels amazing.
5: And live without me. You want me but you can't think it's funny, but honey, can't run the show on your get wrong, I
4: can get-
0: Back everybody, my name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome into the show. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Commands official podcast with Ava Max. Right, Bubba, I am digging it. Mm. This is good. Huh? Let's go. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, Bubba Joe, I might be dancing in my chair right now. Like it's like seriously, if it's I, good. if I had my brand new desk right now, I would have elevated it already so that I could have actually danced while we were coming back from commercial. It's a good one. This,
1: yeah, this was appropriate for uh, for uh, your Twitch. Yeah, it's good. Your, uh, yeah, it could have been there. It's, a- uh,
0: it's called Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Yeah, it's really really good. Uh, Pirate Yar says, DJ, get it right. The kids would say this slaps. Okay. Sure, I will be cool. I'll be like, "Yo, check this out. This slaps, Bubba Joe." <clears throat> did that? Did that work? Did that actually?
1: No, you didn't <laughs> deliver that well. <laughs> don't
0: don't give me words. Don't give me words to use that the kids use unless you're going to give me like the actual proper training, like in their in the, like the context of how to use that. All right, like uh, what what would you say? Yo, this slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Big cap. All right. Anyway, <laughs> oh, leave me alone. Uh, my name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome back, everybody. I uh, appreciate you guys all being here. We've got a couple of minutes left. Bubba Joe's, we get ready to wrap up today. I know that you've been wanting to play Fantasy Fleet Command, uh, and we are going to do it. As a matter of fact, let's do a couple of quick wrap-ups uh, or quick up-to-dates, if you will, on things that we've got going on. Last week, I put out the uh, the contest Google form for Bubba Joe's Beers on the Wall Contest. All right. I do indeed now have 31 responses, but I got to be honest with you. I'm actually kind of surprised that there there are only 31 guys, just in case Uh you didn't know what what we've done here. And I'm going to uh, maybe Bubba or Aaron can help with the link uh, and maybe throw it in the graphics room. But guys, we've got a survey out. It's a Google form. And we are and Bubba has not seen it. Have you? No, you have not, right? I haven't given you access to the results. Bubba has seen the, nope. the the questionnaire, okay, But he has not seen the results. Only I have them. I have 31 respondents so far. And I have a range of dates that are very, very interesting. I'm not going to share those with you, Bubba, because they're so good. That being said, you guys be sure to go in and register. This is a free, fun little game. All you got to do, I guess the only thing about it, maybe someone might be uncomfortable with putting an email in. But um, you do that and pick the date and time that you expect Bubba Joe to complete and unlock Ops 60. Okay. Uh, that is the questionnaire and whoever gets it the closest without going over Bubba Joe, this is, this is price is right rules. All right. Uh, whoever gets the closest without exceeding the time will, um, will be the winner of a $100 pack. Okay. It's just a fun little thing that Bubba Joe decided to offer you guys. And, and along his journey, he had, budgeted an extra 100 bucks to buy you guys the pack for winning this game. All right, so uh, <laughs> so we've got this survey up right now, Bubba Joe, and people can choose the date and time of your arrival at Op 60. In the winner, whoever gets it closest will win a $100 pack. But Bubba Joe, the question has been asked in the chat. Bubba Joe, currently, as of today, how many Bottles of beer are on the wall.
1: Oh well, see, I haven't. I I need a, I need to make a count. So uh, give me a second here. So
0: you I'm were gonna... precisely ninety nine buildings away when we began this game. So I'm just curious for scaling purposes, how many uh, buildings you knocked out in a month? And and listen, not to say that that maybe there should only be thirty some responses so far, Bubba Joe. I just want to make sure people know about it because. I guess we should figure out a time that we're going to cut this thing off, right? So Mm I tell you what, Bubba, I need to know how many you got. I need to know how many you got. Maztec, what time zone is the time in? I presume all of this is being delivered to me in Eastern time, so we will use UST minus five. I will be, you know, I will be taking care of it, so it'll be Eastern time for me. But you can pick whatever time you want. I mean, but but I will be interpreting it as Eastern time. Okay, um, so there you go now, guys, you can also choose the exact time, so like you don 't have to worry about something being taken like I do see in here on you know a various day, Bubba Joe, the time is one twenty seven p m here 's one at two thirty three p m so whatever, pick whatever you want it doesn 't matter all right it, it really does not matter. Where is it? uh Bubba just posted a link it 's just a simple Google form. Uh, and you just pick the date and time that you think he will actually cross Op 60. Uh, Bubba, I'm going to make a declaration as soon as you can give us a ballpark on the number of beers on the wall.
1: I'm ready. All Are you right. ready?
0: Ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's build this up. Let, let's, let's do this right. Ladies and gentlemen, in the aforementioned Bubba Joe beers on the wall contest, Bubba Joe is now prepared to recite the song... With the appropriate number of beers on the wall. Bubba Joe, are you ready to sing to the community? No, I am not ready to sing to the community. You at, le- at least need to, like, carry, you know, like, you know. You know, you got to be able to at least, like, deliver the, the intent of the, of the song, please. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Joe, how many beers on the wall?
1: 51 bottles of beer on the wall. 51 bottles of beer. You take one down, you pass it to DJ, there are still 51 bottles of beer on the wall.
0: <laughs> there you go. Holy. Now, let me just point out, he had 99, what, at New Year's? Maybe during the Christmas no, break? No,
1: no, no. It was, it was early December.
0: Early December, he had 99. You're down to, what did you just say, 51?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: It's a lot of buildings, dude. You guys uh, make your uh, make so, your adjustments. Hey, so, is there a way so to submit there's some people multiple that are guesses? That
1: they're, <laughs> they, they're like, oh, I'm way off. This is a problem. No, 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 no. So, so I was able to do a lot of, I'll say, low-hanging fruit.
4: Mm. You know,
1: Buy the monthly pack, do two or three buildings. <laughs> what I'm looking at right now is uh, definitely an uphill battle. It's buy four packs redeem the monthly pack a couple more times and do one building.
0: So what you're saying is that the people who are out in like, you know, not in the next 15 days are not necessarily eliminated yet. You did 50 buildings in a month, dude.
1: I did 50 buildings in like a month and a half. And, and they were, again, (laughs) they were buildings where I could do a pack and do a couple of buildings because they were a couple of, couple of levels back. And, uh you remember we had the nice pack at Christmas for that had a bunch of resources in it that uh-huh. I'm not going to be able to get again. So I don't think Exactly, ran through the generators first. Cause oh, god. actually, interestingly enough, at fifty nine, everything is teared off the vault. Everything is teared off the dilithium vault. Except for the generators. Oh my first. god, so I hate that. that's at 49,
0: dude. You don't you don't remember that? Dude, I have to I do remember that. Oh, yeah. It's happening at 49 too. I I'm really crazy enough. I'm surprisingly close to uh building ops 50 but <laughs> my my deal vault oh god it's just it's i only have one builder going right now would that surprise anybody i've got everything gated behind the warehouses and vaults but they're all gated behind each other i got nothing else to do they're, they're literally it's it's just a daisy chain of successive prerequisites i've only got one builder going i would love to have a second builder going but i've only got one going because everything is behind the the deal vault so ah. Anyway, uh, Goat Bear says, can we open up a second survey for when he rage quits when the Vidar A is released? I can tell you that'll be Arkfall hey. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already have the answer. That will be Arkfall Day. Okay. All right. No, if I kept up with them, why would I keep up with them? They're terrible and they're a waste. I don't keep up with them. It's garbage. All right. Uh, Bubba Joe, Fantasy Fleet Command. I was going to do Battleship next, but let's do Fantasy Fleet Command. I know you're well, wanting, so I know you're I, wanting the- to do that.
1: The three people that know the subject aren't here, unless Karkin knows. Is Arian in the chat? Can she? Can she? Well, She's
0: should... probably at work. It's like it right was, smack down was, in the middle Arian, of the day. It
1: was Arian Trader, Tr- Trader, and Truckin' Chick that supposedly knew the uh, knew the subject this time.
0: I don't know the subject. Do you know the subject? No. All right no, then let's let point. then let's let the chat <laughs> decide, uh, guys. Throw your fantasy fleet command draft questions into the chat. I think the most impartial way to do this, Bubba Joe, is for us to agree on a topic that comes from the audience. You want to do that?
1: Sure. Or we could let you know Stevens, Aaron, or Parkin pick it, or or Putts.
0: Uh, yeah, that'd be fine. Putts, are you with us? I'm here. All right, Putts, take a look at the chat. Uh, you get to choose the fantasy fleet command draft from the. Uh, community today take a look at the chat and find one that you like and uh, if you are able do you have a couple of minutes that you can moderate our, our draft
3: yeah I'm here yeah I'm good I'm going to pick uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to pick Ooh. most important officers
0: it's too broad come on it's too okay broad. okay Okay. And unless Bubba, okay. unless Bubba agrees, most useful. If, if Bubba wants, to, yeah. If you want to, if you want to go with that one, Bubba. But I feel like that's way too broad.
1: I think that's
3: very, very broad. I think yeah. that, yeah. That- okay. okay. My second pick was best PvP ships.
0: Mm, best PvP ships. All right. Name the scope. What? What's my? What's our ops levels?
3: Okay. Your ops levels. Uh, I would like um to make this uh G three and G four only. We're gonna take out G five. If that if if Bubba is okay with that. I'm okay with
0: that. Still pretty broad. Alright, do I get to go first? Please let me go first.
3: A birthday boy gets to go first. Ooh. <laughs> your Your birthday is closer than mine now.
0: Okay. Well, obviously it's a tribune. If he's gonna count G four ships, I mean <laughs> Hey, uh, Tribune
1: Um well uh, Then I've gotta I, got, I gotta go round one I gotta pick one It's gotta be the Hecta
0: Very good Hmm I mean are Pots are, are, are just the best ships Like no consideration of level Like all of G3 all of G4 All of G3 all of G4
3: Best PvP ships best PvP. PvP
1: ships,
0: PvP ships. <sighs>
1: The Tribune is still the right choice. I don't know if you've seen the Tribune with the Battleship Strike Team. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's yes. just... It's insane. It's it's absolutely nuts. So that's still the right pick. I, I fully support that as your round one pick one. Uh, but I think the Hecta is, A, it's the answer to the Tribune. Uh, it's all it was already a good PvP ship, and yeah. you put the, the Strike Team on there. It's just ridiculous. So Agreed. What's Which, your round two pick?
0: Um... <laughs> I'm torn on how far down and like what kind of mechanics I'm I'm shopping for here. But I think I'm gonna go with the D4 next.
1: D4? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Alright. Um I I'm gonna go with the the pylon. Yeah. the firing pattern on the pylum is just nuts you I was gotta, really really gotta th- respect that
0: I was yeah oh yeah and I was and I was really really considering that but the D4 depends on my target if I'm not mistaken isn't the d4 actually faster than the pylum it's faster isn't it
1: it is I think still faster yes
0: yeah D, uh dragon keeper says no I thought oh so it takes multiple tiers of the pylum to get there D four know, is pretty freaking fast, so that's that was kind of what I was thinking there. But okay, so next, <laughs> this is gonna sound sound crazy. See again, there's still so many things, Bubba. What kind of PVP? I mean, are we talking about you know speedy clearing out? Are we talking about minor hunting? Things like that. Um, you talking about base rating? Base rating, yeah. I, I think. Uh, I think I would have to obviously go with the with the Vidar?
1: The Dar? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know, Bernard, you I, you, clear it crazy enough, steps. I almost said that. Honest to God, I almost said the North Star, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vidar.
1: All right, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach. Uh, I'm gonna go with a ship that uh, that that you either love or hate, and there's nothing in between. Uh, I'm going
0: to go with the Mantis. Hmm. Good. That's good. It's a good guess. Uh, it's a good pick. Uh,
3: man! one pick each left. And neither of you have picked my number one draft pick.
0: Obviously. Ooh. I'm sure you're going to say it's the enterprise, right? No, no. See, I would say the auger, but I've already got a tribune. So, I mean, cause you guys know how I feel about the auger, but, uh, you know what? You See, Putz, the topic of PvP is broad. But now, if I also have to defend myself, Bubba Joe, then believe. I believe... Let's see, I got a Tribune. I got a D4. It's fast as hell. I got a Vidar. Baby Jelly. <laughs> baby Jelly. I know it's crazy. Uh, it's baby crazy. Jelly. Yeah, Baby Jelly.
1: Uh, baby Jelly's a G2 ship. That's not eligible.
0: Sugar! God. Plus. Okay. Why would somebody take the Defiant? The Defiant has no abilities, and is—I mean, I guess it depends on your ops level. Bubba wouldn't take the Defiant. I, I wouldn't either. I, I don't think I'd use it for PvP. It, it, it has some PvP qualities. Okay. Well, it's not that research for assaults, but that's it. I mean, that's that's what you.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So...
0: Man, I'm struggling. I'm trying not to look at the chat, Bubba, because I know that, that they're going to influence me. Are you looking at the chat?
1: I have minimized the chat.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that's fair. I'm not trying to look at the chat. Um, Okay. God, I need one more. Vidar, D4, Tribune. I get one more. Disco. Damn it. Ha! Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: I thought I, I, thought I going could sneak that. that in. I thought I could sneak that in round four. Oh man. Alright. Mm. Um all right, so I have I have the Hecta and the Pylum and the Mantis. And I need a another another PvP ship. Yeah, but this is really not my forte. Like, I do not PvP <laughs> That's time. true. He doesn't um, know anything
0: about PvP. Uh, that's rude. That obviously does. I'm just saying, like, it's funny. Because he, he hates PvP. He hates it. I, a Rialto.
1: Well, no oh, There's Oh, is no not G3. Never mind. is not G3 either. There's no value in PvP, right? I don't get anything from PvP. So that's uh, why I don't value it. Enjoyment.
0: Right, so, so obviously
1: i I, sure um (laughs) let's see um man i really was set i was like oh the disco is gonna be perfect he's not gonna pick that he's not even thinking of that um all right so if i can't go disco and we're talking about g3 and g4 um (laughs) juby all right
0: see i can look at the chat now bubba's not looking but i can still look at the chat now i'm done Oh, I'm gonna funny. pick
1: I'm gonna pick a ship that no one likes, but when we're talking about just G three and G four, mm-hmm. uh, it's a house, and I'm gonna pick the Sarko.
0: What? What, Bubba Joe? Oh, you just lost. You just lost. Oh, Bubba Joe, you were doing so good. You were doing he so was,
3: good. He was, he was, man. I think I think neither of you said my number one draft pick. My mm-hmm. number one draft pick has provided me. ability to go at least two ops levels up faster than i've ever done before and it is incognito when i am trying to hunt opc and that is the amalgam the amalgam has the best warp range and the least amount of locks for a lower player and you can get the furthest out um, and you can sit there and act like a miner and then hit somebody and take their stuff uh, that is my number one pick.
0: Hmm. I mean, I could see it giving access uh, for sure, but yeah. Ooh, Sarko? Baba I. You know what? I'll give you a mulligan unless you stand by your decision.
1: No. So the Sarco, if we're talking about PvP and we're talking about PvP and territory capture, well, how high do you have to get before you're taking out a Sarco? We're talking about we're talking about G four rares.
0: Yeah, I'll just avoid it's house everything. I'll avoid your node. I, I, I just won't hit you. Besides, I, I do think, someone correct me if I'm wrong, I do think that that a Tribune well-tiered would still kill Sarko on a node. Am I wrong about that?
1: Well, sure. A Tribune well-tiered is it's a G4 Epic versus a G3. Like, I mean, it's supposed to kill that, right? So I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, yes, the Epics are still going to beat it, but yeah. basically you have to have a well-tiered G4 up, G4 rare up. Like, it's going to house everything below that.
0: Well, that's true. Mimi says making people avoid your node is still useful, though. That means you can focus in on other areas while still scoring points. That's a valid point. Okay. Well, we're going to put it up. Somebody PM it to me. We will throw it up in the polling station. And by the time you're listening to this on podcast, there will be a poll uh, available for the second round of Talking Tricks Fantasy Fleet Command. Who has the best all-purpose and and game-purpose serving PvP crews? Is it myself or is it bubba joe i kind of feel like i might have actually claimed this one bubba maybe not we'll see what the people say i thought i won the last one too so maybe not Well, i
1: didn't think you won the last one i thought (laughs) i thought i smoked you in the last one and and the poll supported that Um, but i think you might have this one The, the disco at the end that's the one i think i mean i could take a mulligan i could go sally i could say something else Um, but I, I really, I mean, if you're talking about PVP, yes, the Sarco, like even the Sarco offensively on a node in territory capture, yes, it's limited to territory capture, but it has the capability to just clear things off. Like it, that's what it does.
0: Yeah. Uh, graduated. Where will you vote? Obviously I don't have it yet because I'm, I'm on air, but when I get off the air, uh, I will create a poll. It'll be down in the polling station, which is directly where, where did we put that? Where is
1: it? Uh, In the Fantasy Fleet Command.
0: Oh, I renamed it. Okay. I was going to say I lost it. Yeah, so it's in Fantasy Fleet Command room, which is actually directly below the graphics room right there. Okay? So uh, there you will have an option to vote on who has the best draft picks, and that is coming up uh, in just a couple hours from now, or maybe already up, depending on what time and where across the world you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play talking tricks battleship is underway guesses have been made the coordinates have been uploaded Bubba Joe into the battleship clue room every single guess that has been guessed is recorded there assisting players in keeping up with their game cards which are available to be downloaded in the contest rules room the rules are very simple Bubba Joe we've got a game board out with 100 grids There are 17 of those grids that have a ship occupying their space. The Enterprise D has already been destroyed. Another ship has been located, but not yet identified. A player, one lucky guy right now, will have the opportunity, one guy or gal, will have the opportunity to guess a coordinate and potentially win their prize. I do have something that I would like to share with you people, if I may. Could could I could I share something amazing with you, Bubba Joe? Sure. On the last podcast where we did uh, get a chance to play, actually, the time before, I'm looking where where did I put it? Where's the oh over here battleship? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember on January the 9th, Faith Walker had an opportunity to play. Faith Walker, if you take a look down into the Battleship Clue Room, that Faith Walker was indeed the Commander, Bubba Joe, who was at the helm when the Enterprise D was blown out of the space. Blown out of the sky, space. Faith Walker was the commander that destroyed that ship and thus won a prize. But Bubba Joe, Faith Walker, wanted to do something crazy and unusual, of course, to which I agree. On the following show, on the following show, uh, Tabby Moza, on January 15th, guest Bravo 3, and missed. Mimi guessed Bravo 2 and hit. Tavi Moza just asked the question in chat Am I eligible to play again? Well, ordinarily, you would be because you didn't win a prize. However, Faith Walker, Bubba Joe, has elected to forego their prize winnings to the immediately next player who suffered a miss thus allowing wow. that player to reap the rewards of their prize winnings Tavi Moza you actually destroyed the Enterprise D and therefore have won a choice in selection of prize for destroying that ship because faith Walker donated their prize winnings to you how big is that Bubba Joe so you you should probably you should probably throw out a, a pm or a, a thank you note or something like that to faith walker their tag is in the battleship clues room because faith walker indeed donated the prize for destroying the enterprise d to you Tavi moza how big is that it's fantastic and we're going to do it again right here bubba joe give a player an opportunity to cash in on a prize. Ladies and gentlemen, please refer to your contest pick. And that is going to be Voodoo Doctor. Voodoo Doctor, congratulations. Voodoo Doctor from Server 32, you've got an opportunity to guess a coordinate in the Battleship War Room. Welcome in to Server 32's Voodoo Doctor. How are you, my friend? Welcome into the show.
2: Thank you. Doing great.
0: I am glad to hear that. You could be doing greater if you are able (laughs) to find this ship. Voodoo Doctor, please step into the Battleship War Room with me, if you will. All right. Press
1: all the buttons.
0: Don't press any of the buttons. Here we are. Voodoo Doctor, have you been keeping up with your game card? No. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. All right. Well, we're going to see how this goes, Bubba Joe. You've got 100 coordinates, Voodoo Doctor. A through J, 1 through 10. Just for future reference, very quickly, anybody who's listening, if you've missed out on previous shows, that's okay. Down in the Battleship Clues room, all previous guesses have been documented, so you can go in and update your cards. So in case you miss something, it's okay, okay, but you do have an opportunity to catch up and update your cards. But, Voodoo Doctor, the time is nigh. You are in the hot seat. Voodoo Doctor, can you give us your battleship coordinate? B-1. Bravo-1. Computer, Bravo-1. Bravo-1.
3: Target acquired.
0: That was a good guess. That was reasonable. That was reasonable, community. Voodoo doctor, thank you. Appreciate you coming up and eliminating another grid off our uh, off our game card here. But don't panic. You will still have an opportunity to play again on our very next show. Thank you from server thirty two, Voodoo doctor. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for playing. For having me. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you next time. There you go. Bubba Joe, another coordinate knocked off the card. And indeed, an opportunity to try again will be ever-present on the next taping of our podcast. Plus, we will go into the Battleship War Room. And we will draw one winner or one player out of there tomorrow evening live on Twitch. Bubba Joe, have you been keeping up with your game card? I have. Oh. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. Interesting. I love this game. This is so much fun. So much fun! All right. That is Talking Tricks Battleship. Your big chance to win fantastic prizes, including up to 1,000 independent credits, 2,500 materials of your choice, or even, Bubba Joe, free talking trek merchandise it's all available in talking treks battleship and your next chance to win comes up before you know it uh bubba joe i believe that shall about do us k21 says he prefers uh steakhouse or gay bar really i like this game i like this game a lot people really wanted it back it was gone for like what two and a half three years almost well two and a half years people kept asking for it they still they wanted it back uh, I like the Steakhouse or Gay Bar uh, game. It's quick, and it's easy, and it's, you know. But this one, this one's big. This one's big, and it goes. As a matter of fact, Bubba Joe, for those of you who missed my attempted birthday Twitch last night, um, I was having a horrible night. Let me just tell you a personal story real quick before we get ready to go. I was having a terrible day. Uh, my birthday, honest to goodness, like I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say, like, I would totally like a do-over. Yesterday was was one of the worst days I could imagine being my birthday not for anything serious but just the, the series of events of everything that went wrong all day it was just an annoying day things kept you know going wrong and, and it just was not an enjoyable day nobody was harmed nobody was injured i'm not saying it was the most tragic day you know was, my dog didn't die it was a die. A kind of day it, yeah it just <laughs> made me want to take the day and if it had a face i would punch it right in its face all right um, but last night and, and even leading up to the stream, Bubba Joe, I had computer problems. I had tech problems, internet problems. The cat wasn't working. My keyboard wasn't working. The internet was slow. I was, dro- I had, for those of you listening to this, isn't this ridiculous? I had a 38% dropped frame rate when you're streaming 38%. Dude, people, people were, were 50, well, 38% buffering Bubba Joe like that. It was terrible. It was a terrible viewing experience. It was a, it was a terrible streaming experience. I was too busy stressing out about the, about the stream and I couldn't focus on the content. And I just, and I wanted to quit 30 minutes in. I wanted to quit. It was my birthday. It was 10 o'clock at night and 30 minutes into my stream, Bubba Joe. I, I just was defeated. I wanted to sign off after only 30 minutes. Like even the hype train didn't work. People told me after I was trying to do subs, I was trying to do bits. Like we wanted to get you a big hype train, it wasn't working. Like just the whole thing blew. All right, it was not the celebration of my birthday that I wanted. It was it was a terrible day. You know what turned it around for me? And and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be sappy for a minute because we like to remind people about about what's really important. Okay. Did the hype train end up mattering to me, Bubba Joe? Did the, did the donations or the bits or, or the stream quality or the cat? Like, all that stuff annoyed the, the crap out of me, Bubba Joe. But you know what turned my night around? I'm just going to say this for a minute. So if, if, this, if this situation would apply to you, reach out and love your family. Give them a hug. Realize those young ones may not always be So young and with you anymore because Bubba Joe, my 15 year old rambunctious, annoying, smart aleck teenager son, called his old man on his birthday while we were on stream, as it turns out, and he changed my entire day. He called me. I answered the call live on stream because I was irritated as hell. And hey, Dad just wanted to call and tell you happy birthday man I love you and and those couple of words then ended up bringing like we we ended up getting Noah into the discord onto twitch and it turned my entire night around just being with being with my son with you guys it was amazing and I just wanted to maybe do that small little emo piece you know, just if you got those around you that maybe sometimes we just don't, don't always think like for, or on a day to day basis, like they could have that much of an impact on your life, Bubba Joe. But my 15 year old son saved my day and made it an enjoyable evening. He came on and he played silly little trivia games, he slayed me. Bubba Joe, I, I tried again at the state capitals game. <laughs> Against my 15 year- old son, whom I really thought that I was, I was going to be able to beat,
1: why would you think that you can defeat a <laughs> kid in school at that game? This is all they do?
0: I know well it was it was obvious. It was made apparent uh, in his complete and total slaughter uh, of me. I think how many how many putts did we end up getting? He got like nine of them, and I got two. It was really it was,
3: bad It was something like six to one, <laughs> one or six. To and then when I tagged in, it was, he took me to sudden death and spanked me.
0: Dude, so. Noah even challenged our resident university professor, uh, Putz. Yeah, but he's a professor of math, not uh, geography. <laughs> he's still <a> teacher. Okay, <laughs> gonna, gonna, gonna say. after. But, but gotta, yeah. <laughs> he specialized. Like, well, <laughs> Putz, Putz did come in, Karkin, and claimed that he was, he was going to be a, vict- a victor. He, he said, listen, okay, DJ, let me tap in. I got you. I got you. And Noah still, yeah, still I, took it out.
3: Came in with swagger. I came in with swagger, and I <laughs> walked out with between my legs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. N- Noah was great. We, we hung out. We talked, and we played some games. Uh, we played, Bubba, we played uh, Steakhouse or Gay Bar, I think. Arian hosted a game for us. It was just a lot of fun. Because of my frustration, I will share with you, that it, it was it was completely NSFW, and I have zero intention on publishing it on YouTube because what's the point? Um, it would It would get flagged and censored and cut and, and muted and just a million things. It's not going to be a positive viewing experience. So if you want to watch it, you'll need to go check it out on Twitch, which, as it turns out, apparently only stays up for like two weeks and then they go away. So, is that, is that right? You only got two weeks to watch the replay, and then it disappears forever? Is that how Twitch works? K21 says, you say NSFW, I say fun. Well, it's there now, and you'll only have a little bit of time to watch it, because I think they go away. Is that how that works? Yeah, Ripper was there. Oh, Bubba, we turned on the Ripper soundboard. The NSFW oh. Ripper soundboard. Mm-hmm. That's good um, stuff. Uh, it was. It ended up being a wonderful night, and I just want to yeah, – he, he probably won't hear this, but I do want to say thank you so very much to, to Noah, who probably single-handedly, Bubba Joe, uh, saved my birthday. And I love him very much. He, he came in That's and he hung sweet. out. And, uh, and you know what? I just want you guys to look around. I've said it before. Just turn around and see if you can find someone to make smile today. Don't be resistant to those who may be trying to make you smile. Just want to throw that out there. Be be open. Be open-minded. Keep your hearts open up there, okay? Uh thank you guys so very, very much for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. Bubba Joe, great show today. I feel really I am full of positive energy. I feel really, really good about the conversation we got to have, the resulting discussion in the mechanics and how we might look at this a little differently. And maybe more importantly, what we have still to come. Maybe call me crazy. On top of that, fantasy fleet command, Bubba Joe and I finally got round two in, and uh, and then an extra hour with President Echo, who I might add, Bubba didn't do a whole lot of dancing today. A little bit, but I certainly feel like that was a little bit more casual and and real than what we normally get from him. I agree. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was my pleasure to bring it to you. You've been listening to Talking Trek, and we'd like to invite you to our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com where you can find links to our Twitch. If you want to go back and watch yesterday's mess, we will be live again there tomorrow night uh, on Twitch. Uh, we've got our YouTube channel up there. We've got our merchandise store. New merch has been added, Bubba Joe, including merchandise specifically dedicated in love to my friend Criminal Heroic Trashcan. He's got merchandise on our store now, and you can find our Gold Patron program. If so, if, if you happen to find yourself in a position where you would like to contribute to the success and the ongoing projects that we do here at Talking Trek, then we would very, very much appreciate you considering a voluntary monthly subscription here at a level of $5 or more per month. I would like to say thank you very quickly to the players who actually give $10 or more. They are recognized patrons here, Bubba Joe. And that allows me to, to come in at the end of the show and say thank you and read these players' names. I'd like to say thanks to Lord Neelix, Lady Cast Trader Tucker, More Stuck Hostels, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Lyle, Mech Rack, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter, Tagore, Ransusi, Katana, Hank, Ape, DJ One mc 101 Late Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zinfried, Oh My God, Scooply, please answer your customer service tickets... It's a long one. Stormbringer, Bills Mafia, Bayonetta, Darkside Luke, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, DJ's is a quesadilla man. Jitski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack, Morris, Archer, Yusuki, Arian, The Professor, DJ's loves assaults. Captain Oblivious. And Honey Steve, Ragsnar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Ripper is gone. Chronic Break, This Fellow, Jesus Christ, Wet Willy, Joe, K92, Darth Adama, Sir Tail, General Chaos, Warren, A. Fox, Judge Cred. G-Force, is Captain Q, Plain, Simple, Garrett, Game, Junior, Admiral, Inwater, Cha-Cha, Roar, Scarlet, Hog, Loser Kendall, DJs, Games, are Rigged, <laughs> Techix 7 of 9, Jagged, Never Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Excipiter, Furmax, Dr. Lake, Clueless, One, schizoido Likes, a bath. Welch, Gave, Fighting, Texas, Aggie, Gunner, Mighty, Croc, Unimatrix, Ensign, Shilvia Shilly, The Web, Balabomb, Bart, Monster, Max, Kingo, 101, D-Chesty, Nom Nom, Garfun, Medic, 213, Dark Knight, Hypnofly, Stratoblaster, Pixelate, Lost in. And buddy, thank you for supporting Talking Trick, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now. Love you, minute. Catch you on the next one. Y'all have a great night. Bye. Meow. Resistance is adorable.